for me, having somebody go through like an online course and go from zero to just like 5K a month is way more satisfying than helping a lawyer go from half a million a month to like 600K a month. Because yeah. to me, it's like, and, and to the lawyer, it doesn't really mean much. Oh, it's a mm. hundred grand to a kid. When I say a kid, like 18, 19, who's just finished uh, or dropped out of college to make an extra five grand in a month to him is buzzing. And that was the best feeling ever. Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast, where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla, and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. I'm sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are and if you do don't forget to subscribe recommend it to a friend leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think and yeah really hope you enjoy this episode right we're back with episode 60 i think of the midnight pod we've got marcus hustle stage name i think for the second name officially um we probably wasted like 45 minutes of quality content off camera which is always a risk and generally tends to happen i have just finished a 30 kilometer run as well as so my legs are fucked so i'm having a drink to a take the pain away but b because i've got some of the tequila stuff from episode 59 left over tokyo's joining us as always um you're the first person in the only fans world on the pod and it's an interesting and sometimes controversial space but also, you want me, I thought, saw you went on Luke's pod, and I feel like everyone goes on everyone's fucking pods, and it's like a very small world. And I've just realized that you live in the same building as Jack, who's been on here, and a few other people. How did you get started? What's the story? Like, I was reading to your background, it seems pretty fucking interesting, to be fair. Mm-hmm. From Latvia originally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. came from humble beginnings, and obviously doing cool shit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't know how quickly, how quickly do you want me to kind of wrap up the story, but. Well, Go as long as you want. Sure, 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 Tell sure. the full story. Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, started in, uh, I was born in Latvia, moved to the UK when I was 10 years old. Couldn't speak English at all. Like literally didn't know how to say anything other than yes or no <laughs> when I first uh, moved here. Um, so I found school like kind of, I don't know, I didn't really know what the hell was going on. Yeah, bro. Um, so yeah, anyway, long story short, kind of just flunked through school. I never really done any revision, never really took it seriously, mainly because I didn't know what the hell was going on Mm. uh, for the main part, if I'm being honest. So I didn't really get like incredible results. When it came to me going to college or sick form, I'll be honest, I genuinely didn't know what the fuck was the difference. Can I yeah. swear, by the way? Is that yeah, cool? Yeah, I swear all the time. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I genuinely didn't know what was the difference. I know that probably sounds stupid, but I was like, I don't know, I'll, I'll just go college. And uh, in college, I done media. Um, the reason for that was because media, which was like photography and videography in, in school, was the only one that I've got like decent results in. Everything else was like mm. an F, U. <laughs> um, so I done media in college. And then I enjoy that. I enjoy that. That was for one year. I learned how to do like photography, videography, editing, Photoshop, you know, the basics of what's actually funny enough, really important nowadays, what we do with social media. 
So I done that for one year in college because legally had to. Like, I think you have to be 18 in it until yeah. you can leave. Yeah, it's changed now, I think. Is it? It used to be 16. Oh, okay. It's 18 now, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure I had to. Anyway, um, I, I left when I was 18. Like, I dropped out of first year of college and I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Um, I joined my first like work as such as like a nine to five, I guess, was a door to door job. Was really interesting oh, so cool. you know those annoying fuckers that like, go to your door and knock yeah. like a jehovah witness oh <laughs> shit you weren't actually a jehovah's <laughs> no, witness I was a, no. <laughs> yeah. no i wasn't i was working for um rspca and battersea funny enough oh really um so like um animal shelters and shit like that and i was trying to get like donations from people mm. genuinely enjoyed it like i actually enjoyed it as like the job itself was horrible like i would just be on my legs walking from like god knows when like 3 p.m to like 8 p.m this is when you're 18 uh, I was about 19 at this point, right. I think. Yeah, 18, 19, yeah. Didn't go to uni then? No, 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 no. no. Um, one other part about my story, which also, by the way, made me like, it is fairly important to the, to the obviously, my journey, is unfortunately my pops passed away when I was 18. And I think up until then, by the way, I was just a typical teenager, like doing dumb stuff, you know, mm. and just smoking, party and stuff like that. Um, but unfortunately, when that happened, that's, and I'm the only child as well, by the way. So I just had me and my mum, that's it. I don't, don't really have any grandparents, none of that. And my, it was just me and my mum here in the UK. And my mum isn't from even a, you know, a, a mid background in terms of financials. Like we literally have to go to the reduced aisle of like Tesco's and shit like to, mm. to get food. So that was kind of just to give everyone a bit of perspective in terms of like my upbringing. Um, Why did she move when you were 10? My parents split up. My mum and my biological dad split right. up when I was 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, my, my pops was an alcoholic and, you know, he was abusive, but not to me, to my mum. But mm. um, I don't remember it because I was obviously a little kid. Yeah. But my mum has told me. So, So yeah, they split up. And then my mum found my stepdad. Um, who was already living here. He's from Latvia as well, mm. but he moved here because he's a carpenter and he's a builder. Right. Um, so he was here for work and then um, she moved, well, she first came here by herself. My mum did to go meet him. You know, everyone's cool. She came back to Latvia, basically said, do you want to move to UK? Mm. To me, I was like, fucking that's sick. Because <laughs> yeah. um, again, for a bit of context, I think you've seen on my Instagram and how I grew up in Latvia, yeah, that, yeah. Um, that post. Crazy. So I was living in a house like that, which, you know, there can be worse, don't get me wrong, but it's nothing like conditions, even like a shitty council estate here in the UK. Like it's mm. nothing like that. Um, so I was like, yeah, cool. Anyway, so I moved here. Then unfortunately when I was 18, my pops passed away. And that's when like my mindset just shifted from kind of, I'm a kid, I'm having fun. I don't really care about anything to you're like, it's serious now. Like I can see like the pain in my mom's eyes. Like I, I just understand like life. It just hit me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and then I got the door-to-door -door job and I took it really serious because uh, it was a commission-only job and that's what made me realize, like, oh, interesting. So the harder you work, the more money you earn, mm. which is uh, pretty common sense, right? Yeah. But <laughs> a lot of people, if they're just in the, in the school, college, university and nine-to-five life, genuinely don't really understand it, which is crazy. Yeah, just stuck in the system. Yeah. Um, so that door-to-door -door job really made me understand, like, hard work does pay off eventually it might not straight away but if you just carry on being consistent with hard work it will pay off mm. and in terms of the door-to-door -door job that that would mean if i just start at like i can't remember i think it's 3 p.m and i would knock on doors till like you know 8 p.m if i done it consistently throughout the whole day i could guarantee make an x amount but if i'm like lazy if i knock on like 10 doors and it doesn't really work and i quit well obviously it's not gonna work yeah and that really yeah that taught me like um just how to be persistent 
quick one, fellas. You probably heard a few months ago I dropped an e-com course, a very fucking guru of me, but it's not that, I promise you. Zero to one, how to start a brand from scratch with no budget, some budget, a bit of budget, take your idea from a bedroom to reality to potentially seven, eight figures in sales like I've done a few times based on my seven years of experience in the trenches and my current experience building my current brand, Space Goods. It's no bullshit, no frills. We've had like 75 people go through so far. Not a single person has asked for a refund. Plenty of people have actually built some seriously impressive shit. Covers every aspect of the business, not just the front end stuff like most gurus on YouTube and Twitter are talking about, not just product, market and all that shit, but the real shit, the logistics, the back end, the supply chain, the customer service, the finances as well. This covers the whole spectrum, every part, 12 hours of video. If you're interested in scaling a brand, zero to one, actually turning our idea finally into a reality, then click the link below, go check out Learn Real Commerce course and let me know what you think. I'd be glad to have you in there. Let's fucking go. Now, I'd done that job for about a year. Um, I quit that job because of some, some BS reason. Like there was essentially like a, like a ceiling and you really couldn't progress any further. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty bored of it. I've done it for a whole year, but I do not regret it at all. Like it taught me a lot. Did you ever do like a door-to-door job or any sales no, job? Yeah, I did. I worked in the one that comes to mind. I worked in John Lewis selling fucking TVs in summer when I was like 18. And this is when I had my first clothing brand, which was so shit. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing spent all my wages on stock and couldn't sell any, but I would go around putting, like, and I was in like the computer and TV section, so I had to know shit about TVs, it was bullshit, and there was like a bit of commission and shit, but I used to go around putting my website on the computers because I thought that was advertising. <laughs> I was like, pretty expensive advertising. Like five people would see it in a whole day, and then I'd get told off. But that was just like me trying to fucking hustle. How old was you then, like 18? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, maybe 18, 19. It's interesting, interesting, yeah. That was the first thing. Um, so so that's yeah so that door-to-door job by the way i just remembered i was going to give this to you at the beginning bro um let me just give it to you now bro so i don't forget so i got you a little present fucking hell i got you one of these bad wow. boys yeah that is a, that's proper sick in it bro do you know the best you get this? do you know the best part stick your finger in there and press that button wait where yeah in there <laughs> there's a button on what, the in the middle yeah 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 you see at the bottom here Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> fucking hell. That's a very generous gift. Very thoughtful. Thank you, you very go, much. Bro. Fucking I, hell. I like to come bearing gifts like always. Um I think it's just a nice thing. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> the only person that's ever bought me a car model like this, and I still have it, is my mate bought me a fucking um a Hurricane Performante. Ah. Uh, I think I was talking about getting one, I never actually got one. But uh-huh. and I got an Audi R8 one from my dad before when I got that car. Sick. But this is way sicker. Fucking <laughs> hell. I don't think the camera can see that. That. That's, that's the DeLorean that was in, in the movie and is also on the poster up there. So, fucking hell. I, I, I was just worried that you like might- frame that or some shit. I was worried you might ha- have one already. No, I don't. That's, that's actually oh, that's sick. Perfect. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much. There you go, man. Wow. I was I was at the shop as well and there was this as I well. thought you were just going to give me like a bottle of wine or some shit. No, 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 no. There you go. Oh, have wow, look at this two as presents. Well. I, it, was just, it was just next to it, so I was like, yeah, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Because, <laughs> uh, like I'm I said, to frame this. and for people as well, like I've been following yourself for a while, man. So it's honestly a pleasure for um for like having me on, man. Genuinely appreciate it, brother. Very generous. I appreciate this as well. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but that's kind of deep. That's so sick. Awesome, man. Yeah, I like that. But I'm definitely putting that in a pride of, pride of place somewhere. <laughs> that's definitely better than a Lambo model as well. <laughs> like, who the fuck has that? Where do you even get this from? Um, so so this is where I was in Camden, uh, Camden Town uh, today. And they have, a, they have like a Back to the Future uh, exhibition. Yeah. Yeah, and I walked past it. I was like, yes, <laughs> this is perfect. It glows. <laughs> 
I actually was gonna rent the one for the movie that glowed like this, mm-hmm. but they said I couldn't drive it because it's like not road legal. Uh, so that's why I ended up getting a standard one. Could you not just, did you have to do driving in, in the scene, yeah? Well, we didn't even end up driving it because it broke down. <laughs> so like, that's why most of the shots are in next to a fucking, it's just literally in a car parking space yeah. in, in Belgrave Square. <laughs> that's what I saw. Yeah. Like you getting out of it and like the yeah, doors so up. Yeah, so I drove it for like 10 minutes before we started filming and it's the worst car I've ever driven in my life. It's literally like a boat. <laughs> I thought it was going to crash. It was like, I'd forgotten how to drive. The clutch was impossible. The brakes don't work. I was taking the t-shirt. He likes, but don't chew that. <laughs> But yeah, it was, anyway, that's why we didn't get the proper one. But no, I didn't need There you go, man. You got that now. Yeah. <laughs> wicked. Um, so yeah, back, back to kind of where we're at, brother. Um, essentially, from the door-to-door job, that's what made me realize like, oh, so like the harder I work, the more money I earn. And uh, f- for a bit of context as well, before that, I did have one nine to five, which was at Prozo's, you know, like the Italian pizza oh, yeah. pasta yeah. place. Um, my, the, the story with that is my stepsister used to be a manager there. So I have like, I have stepsisters and stepbrothers from my mm. stepdad's side, right? Um, and she got me a place there. So I've been working since I was like 15, 16 years old at, at Prezos um, till like 18. Um, anyway, and I, but I enjoyed, funny enough, the, nine to, the, uh, the door-to-door job was way, way, way harder than the Prezo job, but like, I enjoyed it way more because mm. like, I was actually interacting with people yeah. and the harder I worked, the more money I'd earn. So that's what made me really click. Okay, and that's the whole like, oh, how did you become an entrepreneur? Mm. It wasn't a case of like, right, today I'm gonna become an entrepreneur, bro. Like, yeah. I just, that, that door-to-door job is what made me realize, oh, cool, like, just the harder I work, the more I'm going to earn. Um, now, so I quit that. I moved back to Essex in Colchester, where I used to live. Um, I got, like, a job at um, a state agency. Quite funny story. Um, literally, I put on my nicest suit, literally just a black suit. Um, didn't have a CV, nothing, bro, because I've always fucking wasted time. Mm. Literally just put on my um, suit, had AirPods, and I remember this like it was yesterday. I just walked into every single estate agency in Colchester, where I used to live. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> such a dickhead. I had sunglasses on and, and my AirPods. I'd walk in, I would, um, as soon as I'd walk in, I'd like take one AirPod out, go like this, are you guys hiring? If they say no, I'm like, cool. <laughs> just okay, walk yeah. out. Bro, mother's life. You MI6 or something. Yeah, yeah. Bro, mother's life. It was, it must've been like only my like fifth or sixth estate agency that I went into. Yeah. Um, got the job there and then, yeah. Uh, most of it to ask. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's, they were like, th- like their reaction when I walked in, they were like, fucking hell. Um, yeah, all right, we'll hire you. <laughs> Cause like no one's ever done that. Um, mm-hmm. And again, to me, it's like, it's just common sense. Like if you need the job, just do that. Like <laughs> just try and get one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I worked at this, um, I'm going to try and kind of keep this one nice and short because I'm sure most people don't really give a fuck about how I worked as an estate agent. Um, but as I was working as an estate agent, which is a filler job, I knew from day one, like when I got the job, it was just for now. I wasn't going to be an estate agent, didn't care about it. Mm. I was just thinking, what else can I do to like really like, what can I do? Um, I was going to be a PT at one point. I was actually trying to become a personal trainer. Um, <laughs> Toki really wants that t-shirt. I'm trying to protect this t-shirt. <laughs> hey, that's rude. Um, so yeah, I was going to be a personal trainer, but then um, what happened was I, was I was learning because you need a, a qualification to be a PT. It just didn't work out in the end. And uh, basically I started doing videography and photography because one of my good friends in Colchester, he has a, um, a studio in his apartment, which kind of like this, but yeah. in a corner of his apartment, he's got like the microphone, the mixer ramp and all this stuff. <laughs> he's gonna be upset I'm now. I'm hiding this. <laughs> right, there you go. Um, and I would just chill at his, right? And uh, there'd, there'd be rappers that come in, do like a, a song. And then they were like, all right, cool. We've got the song now. It's mixer mastered. Uh, we need a music video now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I was just there cool, I'll, I'll record a music video. 
And then uh, in college, that's when I learned obviously about videography, editing, mm. putting shit together. So that's how I got into like videography, media was through music videos, like rap videos. Um, still one of them is like live now. Um, it's got like 10K views. And back then I was like, yeah, this is nuts. Yeah. Um, and it was like, bro, it was literally like 150 quid I'd get paid, like 200 pound for these music videos. And it would yeah. take me like a week to make. Um, but Sweet. I enjoyed it. Like that's the main thing. Um, so yeah, so I done that. Um, then I realized, right, cool. There's not really a lot of money in these music videos. So then I started learning like, what, what who else could I do videography for and photography? I started doing it for car dealerships, um, lawyers, so on and so on. It was a bit boring. It was mm. all right. It, th that was the typical SMMA, like a marketing agency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really wants I'm asked to remove this dog. He's going crazy about this t-shirt. He's just decided he wants it. Right, calm down, go to sleep, be nice. What have we spoken about? I should I should have got him a toy in it. This is my bad. Nah, he's just he's a little terror. He's gonna, right, he's giving up now. Cool. Restrain this dog. Um, but yeah, so, so that's how I got into like SMMA. Without without again, like people also ask me like, oh, how did you get into SMMA? Like, when did you start your agency? It wasn't a case where like I woke up and I yeah, was like, yeah, it sounds more organic. Yeah, there's a lot of people now I reckon watch like certain YouTubers and quite literally buy their course and just start. And yeah, that's why yeah. I think there's an epidemic of yeah, yeah, yeah. SMMA agencies that basically don't know what the fuck they're doing because they've never done anything. Correct. Not everyone, but some. Correct. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with just being like, all right, cool, today I want to start an SMA or today I want to start an OnlyFans management agency. But you have to like at least know what you're doing. Like, so for me, for example, I didn't just, like I said, just, just wake up one day and go, right, I want to start a marketing agency. In, by the time I got to the point where I was running a marketing agency, I had already had like two, three years of experience yeah. of doing videography, talking to businesses and stuff like that, which people don't see. And they just think, oh, we started when he got lucky and he got some clients. Mm. And, and another thing, I'd done a whole year of door-to-door -door sales. So I had a year's worth of sales experience. Yeah, so like, so, so for me, when I started the SMA, right, um, I found it just super fucking easy. It was just talking to other business owners. It wasn't rocket science. I just pick up the phone, call every single car dealership because I love cars. Like that's that was my yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I just call every single. There was no CRM. I had no spreadsheet. I had nothing. So did it start as making videos for them? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my first ever clients, shout out to you guys, Total Head Turners. They're actually in Chelmsford. They're classic cars, actually. Funny enough, oh, um, like classic retro cars. Um, dealership they're my first ever client um, and I was doing like vid videos for them and things like that and it was so great to work with because they had no idea what to do with like videography and marketing mm. but they were up for everything those are like the best clients yeah. uh, we've done like rolling shots uh, like just all different cars and shit and it was great so is this for, like their website or to actually pump on social socials uh, socials right yeah. um so initially bro it started off as just me doing the, the videos and the content then when we mm. started doing these videos and, and content they were just that I don't know what to do with it. They were just posting yeah. it on their Facebook, bro. It got like yeah, two likes. Exactly. <laughs> so then they, were, they came to me and they were like, well, do you want to actually manage our Facebook as well? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. I didn't know what the hell I was doing at that point, but I was like, mm -hmm. yes. Um, funny story, by the way, bro. You know how um, if you get a new client now, or I don't know, if, did you ever run like a, a paid ads agency nah, or not? Never. No, nah, just straight into like- One of the only people that never did. did it, building your own stores and stuff, right? But if, if you want to um, connect your ads account to a different one, right? Yeah, you yeah. need to like get their, um, uh, send their yeah, e email address and so on and so on. I didn't know how to do that, but I was like, yeah, I know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was in their office. I was watching a YouTube video on how to do it whilst doing it myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's how I got into it, bro. Um, I've done that for a about a year, two, no, two years, about two years. Um, from 2019 till end of 2021, I wanna say. 
around. Um, it was, I remember I had the switch in October, is it 2020, uh, April when lockdown happened? I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, March, April 2020. Yeah. So that's when like everything changed because obviously all car dealerships went on pause. I mean, yeah, they were on lockdown, right? And I knew what pause meant. Like, they're not going to come back because no, nobody mm. knew what the bro fucking people thought the world was ending at that point. Yeah, I remember that. I remember being forced to wear black rubber gloves to go in the gym. Oh wait, what? There, no, was no, gym, there was a gym in the building we used to live in over there. That was so weird. I remember that for like a week, and then people, just, I don't, they just sort of stopped it. But it was so strange. I think I was scared of COVID then, like everyone else, for like a week. Bridge. And then I realised quite quickly it wasn't quite that. But. Do, you, do you remember when uh, you couldn't go into a restaurant without the thing? I'm trying to not get this censored but for yeah, you. Yeah, legit. I mean, don't get me started. There's so many wild things. And then you walk into I'm the restaurant. a lot of stuff has come out since, which proves all the mad people at the time mm. were not so mad. Bro, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can go into a massive conspiracy theory. But again, on my mother's life, I swear to God, I'm not lying to you. Um I was telling my mum from day one, mum, this is mad. Like, I don't believe this. Yeah. I swear to God. And even my mum was like, come on, darling. Look, there's a video of a person walking and just falling face first. Yeah, How, yeah, I was like, mum, this is not, this doesn't seem straight. Don't get me wrong. There was a point where I was like, shit, this seems pretty bad. Yeah. But it was just always something fishy going on. There's always a correlation between entrepreneurs broadly and viewing like the mass consensus the opposite way mm. about anything. Mm. It's just funny. Well, like, does no one else have any common sense? I think also we probably look at it from a business point of view as well. So, for example, have you seen yeah. what's happening with the eggs, egg farms in America? Yeah, I've heard about this. Right? All of a sudden, there's been like three of the largest ones in USA that are burnt down in the last like seven days. That's very sus. And the price of eggs has fucking skyrocketed. Bro. I love eggs as well. And who's invested into like eggs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of, of these uh, of these um, uh, farms and stuff? So yeah, um, so that's how I got into it essentially, brother. Um, like marketing and, and so on and so on. So then I went for like two years. It was great. I got it to about twelve thousand because I know a lot of people always are curious. I got it to about twelve thousand pounds per month, like my agency. Yeah. To me, that was nuts, bro, then. That was mm. crazy. Because obviously, for context, at the door-to-door job, the most I ever made was four and a half K in a, in a month. Yeah. Um, but on average, I'd make about two, two and a half thousand. Was that just you or did you have like a team? Um, so that that's what I would make, but mm. then I would have a team as well. Uh, um, the, on, on the end of the journey, like so throughout the year, <clears throat> six, seven months, it was just me. And the last couple of months, I started to build a team. Yeah. And that's also, remember when I said the reason why I left is because there was a bullshit cap. Um, mm. So the, the rule was, I think all door-to-door jobs are different, but my one was like, if you have a team of four, so you're the leader and you have four people like working with you, then you get promoted to like head office or some shit like that. And you can open up your own office essentially, which I hit all the criteria but they weren't letting me open my own office for months for, for no reason mm. uh, obviously I know now why because if I was in their office I'd make them a lot of commission so it was in their best interest to keep me there um, but anyway um, so yeah so I'd done that for quite some time and then when COVID happened I switched from working with car dealerships to law firms um, still marketing Facebook mm. ads um, no content creation it was just Facebook ads at this point by the way and Google ads um, the reason why law firms I've never, I've never been to law school. I don't know anything about law, yeah. but I, I know the motherfuckers got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> and also, obviously at that point, very important, which was, is it COVID proof? AKA like, you know, can mm. the business still run if everything is shut down? Yeah. And law firms just ticked both of those boxes massively. So I was like, perfect, right? Um, so I started working with law firms and this is where 
I mean, I was going to say unfortunately, but definitely fortunately now because I just got bored of everything. I just got like, by that point as well, I had been doing marketing for like four years, five mm. years. Um, I was just the same shit, bro. Like, you, you, like, you know, I had team members at that point. Um, the, the most I ever made in my marketing agency was like 40 grand, I think. Um, some clients paid me like six months up front, some were on a monthly billing, yeah. etc. Um, but on average, I was making like 30,000. Again, which is like, very good and impressive to like the average person but to me it's just like I was stuck at that level for so long I was talking to lawyers no offense if you're a lawyer I just I don't have nothing in common with you (laughs) I had to wear like a a shirt on my zoom calls I had to like talk a certain way it just I didn't feel like me you know and I and I and I started and the whole content marketing because I enjoyed it like I liked making videos for car dealerships like I really enjoy that shit I'll do it for Mm. free and then now we got to a point where like I was working for money and the money was okay but I wasn't enjoying it um so then, I mean, you were talking about this off camera about traveling. So yeah. you traveled quite a bit as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, fucking loads. Yeah. Was it mainly around like uh, Europe and Asia? Or? Started in Europe, then went Asia, Australia, yeah. America. But yeah, Asia was what got me most excited at the time. Yeah, like Bali. Yeah, Bali and shit. Yeah, yeah. wicked. Um, so kind of the same thing. But for me, I only basically stay around Europe. Um, and I travel, so that's when I traveled for like two years. Um, I also started a coaching business at that point as well, um, called Ad Academy, um, the most lucrative industry in the world. Like you're literally selling information. The, the profit margins are a fucking hundred percent. Um, so I was like, cool. So I was running my uh, marketing agency and my coaching business at this point, And I was traveling. Um, the marketing agency kind of really slowed down. I had like one or two clients that were paying me like 5k. Um, and my coaching business was doing pretty good. Was that um, coaching for people to start agencies or what? Yeah, 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 that's it. And in terms of that as well, by the way, for context, it wasn't a case where like, um, again, I woke up one day and I was like, right, today I'm gonna start coaching business. I, I have a Facebook group, which you guys can still find right now. If you go on Facebook right now, you just search SMMA, which is like what stands for Social Media Marketing Agency. Mm. My group typically is the first one. It's got 30,000 people, all, mm. all real members. Um, the reason why I started that group, by the way, um, is because I was living in like a council estate um, back when I first started like marketing. Um, none of my friends wanted to do online businesses, nothing to do with that. Literally none of them. All they ever wanted to do was either do drugs or sell them. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm not on it. Um, so I started my own like little group on Facebook. I swear to God, just for the purpose of like networking with other like-minded people, um, just a c- cool community. Yeah. Um, then because I was the fucking face of it, I, they said created by Marcus Hustle on Facebook, yeah, yeah. people would message me all the time like for advice. And I would do it for free at first because it, it was only like five messages a day. That's the same that. me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I um, really should like fucking turn a, turn a screw and fucking start printing. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, essentially when you have the community, you can do what you want with it. Right. Um, so yeah. And then, and then essentially just got to the point where like, there was literally guys messaging me, Hey, how much for your coaching? I didn't do coaching. I just had the Facebook group and I was like, what do you mean? Like, and then he goes, you know, how much would you charge for like to coach me on how to run the agency? I was like, 250. 250 pounds and he was like all right I was like really <laughs> he was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just do it Where, how do I pay you I was like, all right sweet so he paid me 250 pounds and all I had to do was do one zoom call with him a week for for a month so four four zoom calls a month yeah, for 250 pounds yeah. I was like yo what people were going to pay me to do a zoom call with me yeah. um and that's kind of how the coaching started and obviously eventually then I realized oh wait so if I just because I had kept having the same questions over and over mm. I was like all right so if I just record a video that answers the same question that I keep getting I can just send that video to them and that's how I slowly built an online course and then I just started selling that and I started really learning about info products and being a coach 
And I was like, shit, this industry is insane. Like it's so scalable. Um, Profit margins are insane. And also for me, having somebody go through like an online course and go from zero to just like 5K a month is way more satisfying than helping a lawyer go from half a million a month to like 600K a month. Because yeah. to me, it's like, and, and to the lawyer, it doesn't really mean much. Oh, it's a mm-hmm. hundred grand. To a kid, when I say a kid, like 18, 19, who's just finished uh, or dropped out of college to make an extra five grand in a month, to him, he's buzzing. And that was the best feeling ever. Mm. Um, and that's kind of how I got into coaching and stuff. Um, now, in, in terms of OnlyFans, so what, we, what I do now is I run an OnlyFans uh, con- consultancy management um, agency. How I got into that, was when I started traveling for those uh, two years. Um, I met a lot of girls who were already in OnlyFans or just starting out. What, like Bali and stuff? Or uh, no, mean? around Europe. Oh, I, okay. I right. was meant to go Bali, actually. I had tickets, um, but uh, they changed the rule again to where you had to have mandatory vaccine. Yeah. And I wasn't doing it. You get around that. I got around that. Yeah, I did, I did, but I never went, to be honest. Um, yeah. So... Um, no, it was, so it was around Europe, bro. Yeah. So like Eastern Europe or just Europe? As a Europe, whole? Uh, Spain, France, um, were mainly around Spain. I was living in Tenerife and Marbella, Marbella for, sick, for yeah. quite some time. Marbella is fun. Yeah. That was that, but this for context, this was about yeah three years ago. Now it's twenty twenty three. So it was about three years ago, two years ago. Um, when did only fans get founded? Uh, twenty seventeen. Yeah, so it's not actually that old, is it? No. Six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mad. But but since the COVID uh, like lockdown, it had a, if you look at the chart, like it's yeah. had a massive spike. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. And obviously, I joined like the best time in the world. <laughs> um, so was that like, was, how did that come about? So you just met these girls. And yeah, then you were currently doing the market and stuff still, and it was a gradual opportunity Literally. transition. So I was traveling with uh, one of my boys, Andre. Um, well, it was kind of like I, I went to one country and I met a couple of my boys, went to a different country, met a couple of my boys, like different lads. Um, yeah. But then but then uh, for the second year into traveling, I just traveled with me and my, my boy, Andre. Um, he was also running an agency, but he's a friend of mine from the door to door job. Uh, for so they got on Twitter. Say again? Is that the guy on Twitter? No, no, no. You won't know him. He's... Oh, okay. Because I'm just thinking of that name and some guy that has a lot of OnlyFans stuff on Twitter. Oh, like no, he doesn't do OnlyFans. No, no, no. He, he was doing a SMA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he's not Same on, name. he's not on socials. You yeah, definitely yeah. won't know. Um, so yeah, me and him were traveling and um, just, you know, yeah, we're just going out, Tinder, you know, whatever, just meeting a lot of girls. And we just noticed like, pretty much there's a trend. They're all fucking doing OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, huh, interesting. And it wasn't until like, we had like some girls come around us that were both doing OF. And we're just like, you know, just, just drinking, pre-drinks, talking to them. And like, she showed me like her phone, like how much she was making a month. It was like 12, it was like 15, 15, 16, thousand, this is per yeah, month. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what? That's crazy. <laughs> and then all you have to do is just upload some photos and videos and that's it. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, so I'm just curious, like, so what's stopping you from like making more? She's like, oh, if I'm honest, like, I don't have the time and I don't really know how to like get more and more. She was doing this on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like full time. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was kind of full time. I think she was a student and yeah, she was yeah, also, yeah. but in terms of job wise, like money, just mm. um, OF. Um, so I asked her like, so what's stopping you? Because again, from a business point of view, I always look at everything like, so what's stopping you from like making more? Um, and she was like, time and not the knowledge of like what, where to market, like what to do. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Funny that because my marketing agency saves people time and helps them market. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, yeah. interesting. So then um, the next morning, 
I was hanging my, my ass, but I was just learning about OnlyFans, like looking into it like crazy. Um, and that's essentially how I like started learning about it and getting into it. Um, then, and yeah, essentially my first clients, again, they weren't, again, it wasn't a case where like I woke up and I was like, let me start an, an OnlyFans management agency. It was literally just reaching back to those girls and like, Come yeah. on, do you want to work together? Like, I'll help you do this, this, this. I'll just take a percentage. This is also the massive difference, by the way, because with a, a marketing agency, I would get my law firm clients to pay me a monthly um, yeah. uh, base upfront. Um, whereas with this, with OnlyFans, you take a percentage of the earnings. So if somehow you don't make like a certain amount, like you make less, mm. you know what I mean? And the girl doesn't have to pay you anything upfront. So there's not really any yeah, risk. it's a win-win. Right. Lose, lose. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's kind of how I pitched it. I was like, look, let me just do this for a month. I promise you, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I'm a nerd when it comes to marketing. Like I love looking at like, oh, what gets more clicks, what gets more engagement and all these like analytics. I love all that stuff. Um, I'm going to make sure I do all your marketing. Um, I'm going to try and do your OnlyFans and da, 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 da. And let's just try it out. And I'll just take, uh, I'll just take 30% of, of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, she's like, all right, cool. Yeah, and it just fucking worked. Like, because the girl didn't have enough time to like, actually do all the messaging and stuff. Yeah. Whereas I was like, fuck it, let me just try it. And what's really funny is like, me as a guy, I know what other guys want mm. when they're doing the messaging. And it was just like simple. Like all you have to do is just like, essentially play along with like what they want, like play into their fantasies, etc. So a girl that, like at the start, so this girl said she's making 15 grand a month. I'm just interested in this. Is she like got a big following already or is she just like a normal girl that's, I don't know, got a few thousand followers? No, and like 10K. And she's just getting that from like a link in bio. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's purely organic. Yeah, it's just 10K uh, Instagram followers. You yeah, don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be. And I don't know I say I just say just 10K, but like nowadays girls have way more than that on average, yeah, like yeah. at least definitely London. Um, so no, you don't have to be a, like no crazy influencer. What makes the most amount of money is like the craziest shit that you do, the more guys will pay. Um, or alternatively, um, if you are like of a high standard or of a mm -hmm. high level. So for example, we have one model. Um, I can show you this after, but obviously for NDA yeah, reasons, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely, I'll show you, I'll show you um, kind of the numbers and stuff after. Um, we have one model who isn't an influencer. She has like 6,000, I believe, um, like followers on Instagram. But she works in one of the uh, high-end, uh, I know you've probably been to one of the high-end nightclubs. It's like yeah. rain, but it's not rain. So you probably know okay. which one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know those dancers and bottle girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so she's one of those. And uh, most of her followers are obviously guys that go to the club. They have a yeah. lot of money to spend. They're fucking, they're wealthy, right? Um, so we launched her OF. Bro, we, <laughs> we're selling a picture of her ass for $100. <laughs> fucking hell is that a custom picture as in like one per bloke or is it like no because how does it actually work i mean i know there's i've never been a customer and i never will be but i'm sure lots of guys watching this maybe secretly are, i don't know but like i will click on it like i've seen it before obviously like there's like monthly membership is that just to get like general access mm -hmm. and then you can pay for like custom shit on top Correct. Is that basically it? Simply, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like you, so there's, every girl has a chance to either do a free account or like a paid account. Mm. Um, and that's just to like see her stuff and talk to her. So with the idea with the two options and the girl can choose whatever and she can switch it whenever she wants as well. So with a free account, it's essentially like an Instagram Think yeah. of it that way, right? So you, you have to sign up to OnlyFans like as a guy and then you just follow her, right? Mm. And it's all free. And then you can see her feed posts, which is the same as like Instagram 
feed post. Think of it that way or like yeah, her yeah. profile, right? Um, and typically on there, if it's a free account, she obviously won't be posting nothing crazy. It'll be like the same post as Instagram. You'll like bikini photos, things like that. Yeah. Um, then where the money comes in is when the guy messages her and then asks for like either a custom video or a photo, a voice note, uh, you know, from and so on and so on. Mm. Yeah. But uh, can you also have a paid... Because I've seen it before. I've clicked on them, and it's like I don't know, twenty quid a month. So most of them are paid. Yeah, yeah. So, so I could have paid just for the standard account. Correct. Just for their general content, and then beyond that, there's like the weird shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously the and it's interesting, and this is why I, I just I love it, bro, because it's like you can play around with it. You can do two two like main methods essentially, which is it's either a free account to subscribe, but then in order for the guy to message the girl, he has to tip her right yeah um or the guy has to pay straight up first to even see the stuff but then he can message her for free and then he can get more stuff like in the customs and dms yeah um but yeah but it's it's very interesting where some girls can charge a lot more and some girls have to charge less mm. um there's a lot of reasons for that but mainly it's to do with like what has the girl already like done in in the past so for example one of our models she's an f- actual porn star um yeah. I can say her name actually, Jess West. Um, and I haven't heard of her to be fair. Might have to do a little quick Google. <laughs> um, and there's another one, um, but anyway, I'll keep that one private. Um, so obviously, because they're actual porn stars, you can find that. Actually, you might need to censor that word, porn stars. Um, I think we're demonetized anyway. Anyway, right. <laughs> um, so because they obviously do that, you can see their content for free on these websites. So I actually find this so interesting, by the way, because we're not talking about e-commerce, but it's kind of the same principles. It's just in a different world. Yeah. And it's a more murky probably intriguing world to a lot of people that are too scared to kind of ask about it yeah yeah yeah. i remember when i done phil reed's um podcast he the the response was just insane and phil phil was asking me all the hard questions like so are you manipulating girls and started it i was like no bro (laughs) because because um even the way you started the podcast and i agree by the way bro this industry is like fuck me there are so many it's very very one of the the two it's like you either agree with it and it's like oh it's cool so yeah. the girls are making money whatever or it's like you know this is disgusting you shouldn't do it etc mm. etc um if i'm honest i'm in the middle i understand both sides yeah um the, the way i look at it by the way just in general like this industry as a whole is like whether i do it or not is going to happen like somebody's going to be doing it either way like that doesn't matter um is it haram yes am i muslim no like i you know if i was obviously i wouldn't be doing it and um you know there has been guys who have asked me as well uh, like oh can i you know start if i'm muslim etc i'll literally tell you no like it's literally haram do not do it um but to me like i respect your religion um and i hope you can respect my opinion like if i'm not i don't i'm not christian nothing like that mm. So for me, it's like, I don't have a problem with that. In terms of the girls, we do not work with girls who are just starting out. Um, we only will work with girls who are already making kind of 10K a month and onwards. Um, the girl who is working, um, the one I was talking about working at the nightclub, she's an exception because she's a friend of a friend. Uh, my mm-hmm. girlfriend, Bex, she used to work in uh, one of those nightclubs. Oh, yeah. um, but typically, yeah, we won't message a girl to like, hey, do you want to start OnlyFans? Like, you'll have to already been doing it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like we're trying to get girls into starting something that they don't want to do. Um, and there's just so many like qualifications that we go through. So to me, it's like, and also from the guy's point of view, that's paying for all this stuff. At the end of the day, he's getting faster replies. He's getting more content. So it's like everyone wins in my opinion. I have so many questions, but I want to go back really. So sure. when you started it, what was the period and process from you? You got the SMA, you do this little, I guess, pilot launch with the first girl or girls. How long did that take for you to realize that it's basically more lucrative and potentially more interesting 
and then you kind of sacked off the SMMA stuff. Did that just like fizzle out or how long was that process? I can't remember the exact date, but I, I know, um, and again, it actually wasn't like a case of like, right, I'm closing it. But I basically quit my um, my marketing agency. Like I mentioned earlier, I had like two clients, two law firm clients at that point, just just on a <laughs> monthly basis. I was getting them really good results. Drink. Yeah, it's it's kind of hot. I just swallowed a fucking chili bit. <laughs> Wait, is there actual chili bits in there? I think I don't know, but it felt like it. <laughs> this drink is quite hot. Um, so. Yeah, so I had like two law firm clients um, just like going and I can still shout them out, MD Law Firm. Um, my, uh, no, his name, was it Michael? Yeah, I think his name is Michael. Um, no, Dan, Dan Murphy, that's his name. Um, super nice guy. He was like my, yeah. he was like my longest client for, uh, for law firms. Funny enough, by the way, he was actually trying to help me with my OnlyFans agency. Maddest thing ever, just a really, really quick side note. He's a lawyer, he's a criminal lawyer, right? Um, but he also... I don't know if I can. Yeah, I think I can say this. He had like a strip strip clubs. Really? <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's quite funny. You probably uh, made more money from that. Yeah, but he was honestly one of this. And the reason why I enjoyed working with him the most, as you can imagine, he's a criminal lawyer, so he's not very like. Um, He's wearing a suit and stuff, but he's not so formal all the time. You know, mm. he swears. He's, he's just like, like, I found him just like me. Yeah, Whereas all yeah. the other lawyers, they're so fucking boring. It's like, why yeah. I found. Anyway, quick side note, done. Um, so your question was, how do I kind of do the transition? Yeah. Um, so I was still on holiday, not holiday, but I was traveling all around Europe. And I basically just said, look, uh, the law firm clients, like it's been great, but I think it's just not really, you know, going to be working out for us. I think I remember I did try, I was a bit cheeky. So I thought, fuck it, why not? Cause I was going to quit it anyway. Uh, I tried to basically double the, uh, the service fee cause I knew they're going to say no anyway, mm. but if they said, yeah, why not? 10 K service fee, I'll do it. Um, but obviously they both said no. And I was like, fair enough, no problem. And I even helped them partner with one of my students at that point as well. Right. Um, so that's, that's how I kind of got away from that. And I had like one media buyer, and one staff member. So it wasn't a case of like, I had a massive fucking thing going on where I had to like, you know, sell it all, etc. So it was just a really simple, just quit it. Um, and by that point as well, I had already been making about five, 10K a month uh, with OnlyFans management. Um, I took on more girls. Um, I started playing around with chatters. Um, so essentially these would be people who did doing the messages rather than I'm mm. having to sit there. Um, so it's getting already pretty hands off and it was getting pretty lucrative. How long did you do the messages yourself for then? Cause I know I mentioned before, someone I know does it and he's, I think he still does it all himself and he's showing me some weird shit. I don't know how. Like, how do you, how long did you do it? And, and like, was that weird? About a month and yes. <laughs> and also like with the content that they're, cause your the content you're sending the guy as the girl, have you got that like pre-made? Mm. So yes and no. So so the customs, obviously no, right? So the guy maybe literally like he'll say, can you write my name on your tits? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously like we'll have to, so I'm in a group chat with the girl. Um, I'm quickly, or you know, just a WhatsApp uh, chat with the girl and I'll quickly ask her, hey, can you do this? Boom, instantly does it. Um, that's how the customs would work. But we would also have like, there's a thing called the vault uh, on OnlyFans. Mm. Um, and that's where you can have like, just it's basically like a Google Drive folder, right? Yeah. And there's like just unlimited content on there. And uh, what I realized over time was like, okay, typically guys are into like different fetishes. So I'll get the girl to create different types of content for the different fetishes, you know, like mm. feet, ass, boobs, this and this and this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so she would have already pre-made like photos and videos, maybe even like, you know, voice notes. Um, of these different uh, categories, yeah. So a bit of both. And did did, did she ever find that weird? But like you having access to all that? No. Or is it this, just like you just get over that? 
yeah, this is the maddest thing for me. And I remember Phil asked me this as well. He was like, you must have seen it all. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, when I first did, it was like, it was a bit mad. Cause you just see like, even now, like we'll sign up a model. I mean, for now, I don't even speak to most of them. Um, I do after they've signed up with, with mm. our agency. Um, but it's like in the early stages, I'll do a Zoom call with a girl for the first time ever. I've never met her in real life, anything like that. It was typically a referral from a friend of a friend. And mm. um, so she, I guess, already trusted me. But still, to me, it was just a mad concept of like speaking to a girl on uh, on Zoom for the first time ever. She says, yeah, cool, sounds good. Signs a uh, contract with me and my agency starts. And literally five minutes later, sends me the login details to, to OF. And it's like, everything is there. <laughs> um, but Has yeah. Has there been any way you felt like you might develop feelings or some shit? Nah, not really. It, I guess you, maybe it's hard to get feelings for girls that have an OnlyFans account, but that's like, sickening. But uh, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is there any that you've been like, oh shit? Now, o- over time, you kind of just not get numb to it, but it's just like, it's just the same shit. Like, like imagine if imagine spending a whole day on Pornhub.com. Like, <laughs> within yeah. two hours, you'd be like, oh, a lot f- of guys do. <laughs> Yeah, probably all guys do. Um, yeah, nah, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't really. Um, and obviously now as well, like we, we obviously have a very strict rule, like we do not ever meet up with any of the models. There's only been a couple of cases where we've met them. Um, for example, I met one of our recent ones, so Jess West, um, she's the, the porn star. Everyone's Googling that, that girl who's yeah. watching this. Um, but uh, she's so sound, she has a husband as well. It's the maddest relationship. That they're both niche. They're, they're both into, uh, like they're both porn stars. Um, um, and obviously, the yeah. only way it works yeah exactly yeah yeah um, but I went around hers um, uh, and uh, yeah so so. but typically no like we don't ever meet our models we don't really like you know we obviously have a, a strict rule where there's by any means like you're not allowed to obviously have sexual intercourse with, them, with the client it fucks everything up yeah has that ever happened to your knowledge in like anyone that you know in the, in the oh, space oh for sure for sure there's um there's one recently I'm not going to mention because I don't want to give them any credit or clout because um they're a shit agency um but there is a scandal going about right now so right now is um the the 4th of february um i i I can guarantee in about like a week or so there's going to be like a massive article or something about it um the owner of uh the agency he's fucked like fucking half of their models and given them stds wow yeah, I know Tokyo. <laughs> you looked yeah. up for that. Oh, sorry, sorry for the vulgar language, Tokyo. But yeah, so and and I've been speaking to uh, some of the models, like you know, who are who have are, they all cancelled working with them? Well, here's the thing: they can't. They're in a contract. You have to sign a contract. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's so horrible. It genuinely is fucking horrible. Like some of the girls are genuinely crying, like sending me voice notes about it. Um, but the unfortunate truth is, like you know, you can take them to court. But but I assume that's consensual. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, nothing. It's not like he's no, no, no. Not it's paying not, him unless they whatever. No, no, no. It's nothing. Fair play to you know. It's, it's nothing like that. But at the end of the day, like the girl genuinely you know, had that, which is just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Do customers ever? What, can like girls, is it allowed to offer that on OnlyFans, like sex? No, no, absolutely not. Does that happen? No. Is, is there ever like offers, crazy offers and shit? There are, there are, so I know of a, like a, of a method, 
not a method, but it's like um, a strategy, I guess. And I swear to God, we've never done it or tried it, but it's like a it's like a short term play. So mm. you'd create an account of like this girl, and you you and by the way, for context as well, just so you know, and all the watchers, um, it's it's against terms of services of OnlyFans to organize meetups or to send phone numbers and all this stuff, right? Um, so you should always keep everything strictly within OnlyFans, uh, the chat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so obviously organizing meetups is wolf like completely forbidden. Like, do not do that. Um, but I, I do know some guys who literally what they'll do is they'll create a fake OnlyFans account of a girl like it's a real girl but they'll create a, a fake account of her um, yeah, maybe it's so common though huh is that like really common uh, not really because uh, you know, like verification yeah, processes and shit. correct and it's getting harder and harder to verify which to me it's fine because we actually do work with the models but to somebody like that yeah, yeah. It's, you know um, but yeah so you know beforehand it was just really easy to create an account as long as you have a picture of the girl like this like a selfie and she's holding up the driving license or a passport mm. you can just create the account now it's a lot more difficult which is really good uh, it's a good thing um, but yeah so these guys would create fake accounts of these girls and obviously pretend to be the girl and then organize fake meetups and then and say oh baby you know I need a visa to come here or mm. um, the, my flight is 600 pounds or this and that and obviously just scam them that I know of that happening but in terms of like genuinely actually organizing meetups like no that's obviously escorting and that's illegal <laughs> so no we don't we don't do that yeah fine. but then also I feel like you do get obviously a lot of weirdos so it, you know it, you would be putting the girl at a massive risk like you can't do that and then when you said you hired chatters mm-hmm where are they and like, are they full time like are they in the Philippines I guess it's a virtual assistant for OnlyFans business yeah right? pretty much pretty much yeah. bro like VAs yeah and are they like experienced in that specifically usually mm-hmm. or do you bring them into it so we've tried a bit of everything when I first started I worked with uh, chatters in the UK um, simply because like I just knew of people and girls who are either in this industry or ex industry who've done it and then aren't doing it anymore um and that's how we first started. Obviously with people in the UK is they'll be of higher caliber in terms of like, I mean, yeah. English is the first language, so it's easy for them to talk and sex in English. Um, but they'll obviously charge a lot more, you know? Mm. So it's like profit margin, etc. So then I started playing around with overseas uh, workers. Um, I had a lot of virtual assistants that I'd worked with when I r- was running my agency, my marketing mm. agency. Um, so I just reached out to them, seeing if they wanted to do it. Most of them said no, um, but they yeah. knew of people. And that's kind of how I started working with some. And how would they get paid? Is it just like a standard salary or are they also getting commission? So the UK ones were on a commission. Um, because I realized with the smaller girls, it, it worked out cheaper for me to do a commission. Yeah. Um, whereas a month, like an hourly. Um, and also they'll be better incentivized to like log in in the morning as well mm. um, if they're on a commission. But with overseas, it was just simply just a, an hourly. Yeah. Um, and then with overseas, it was mainly Philippines where I worked. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the same like e-commerce and shit, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. like, it's just a, the whole culture there is, I've got a mate who's got 500 plus Filipino VAs on the books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's across like multiple shit, but it's kind of mad. And like, he literally has an army and he uses WhatsApp to speak to all of them. It's fucking crazy. The amount of love I have for Filipino people, like they're just the most nicest people. And you'll send them a hundred- Yeah, it's cool country as well. I've been there once. I have yet to visit. It was mad. Yeah? I've never felt like a celebrity as much. What do you mean? I went to Baguio City, which is like the equivalent of going to- I don't know, fucking Stoke in the Philippines, right? So it's not like a tourist place like Manila or I don't know, anywhere else. Like a village? Yeah, of. it was like a village on a fucking hill. And I was there for some e-commerce event like five years ago. But I remember we went to this nightclub and we got like, I swear we got like military grade escort there or some bullshit. And it was like hundred pound or something. And it was the only nightclub I've ever been to where the, the bouncers were like nice to us. <laughs> it was literally a case of like, 
which girl do you want? Like, out of fucking everyone who's, yeah, just, I felt like a celebrity. Like, like, like treating you like a royalty. Yeah, yeah. Like you're there with blonde hair and you just stand out like a sore thumb. There's some weird <laughs> stories from that trip, which I probably never say on this podcast. Some very niche ones, some fucking high risk shit. Did you ever but, meet like a virtual assistant out there? Did you have any from, from... At the time, I probably didn't. It's just like when I was getting started. But I've always said to my mates, we should do a trip to the Philippines and meet everyone we've ever worked with and like take them out of clubbing and shit. It'd be so lit. So I used to have like 45 people in the Philippines when I was running the Neon brand. Yeah. And I always thought I'd do like a massive club night and fucking pay for everything. It'd be so lit. But Bro, I tell, you, I tell you what, I've done that twice now um, in terms of like flying to a country where my worker is like meeting them yeah. and like taking them on a crazy like holiday basically right I've done it twice now uh, for anybody that's watching this and is like running an online business and has like overseas workers like virtual assistants whatever it might be and if they're from a third world country um, uh, the annoying thing is it's like it's the best thing in the world for me like for mm. me as a person because like for both of these guys I had worked with them for over a year and now it's been like one of them is over three years one of them is over two years mm. um, to me it's like the best thing in the world because seeing their first of all just meeting them in person after being on Zoom with them for like you know hours upon hours upon hours meeting them in yeah, person yeah I've got is a few people like that now that I've never met yeah right it's crazy yeah. so meeting them in person is incredible um, then you know taking them to all these luxury places in their city that they could never afford to do is like you know and seeing their face and their reaction is just the best thing ever but you know it's really interesting weird and it's two for two for me so maybe it's just like a coincidence for me but for me it's two for two after i left they both like the work rate like is gone really <laughs> you think you it's think, the, opposite, you think though, right? the opposite um and i think you know and i because I, I, I they might watch this and you know they'll probably know who they are um you know i'm still working with both of them they're, they're great people and you know i've obviously had to bring it up like hey you know why is the work rate drop like what's happening here what's happening there and i think what probably has happened is when you go and meet these these guys um and they see the lifestyle right and you pay for like you know the, the best restaurants and nightclubs and all this stuff they they're like oh shit so I can I can afford this stuff now. I could do this now. Mm. Like one of one of our um one of our staff, I just paid him just shy of seven thousand pound. He's in Serbia, bro. That's nearly a million, like that of that Serbian. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the uh, the current lek. I think, um, like a loaf of bread is like two hundred or something, right? So he's living like an actual fucking king. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm assuming they're just like now going out and doing all this crazy stuff. Um, so that's just my experience. But maybe it's just yeah, maybe it's just my coincidence two for two but genuinely it's dipped massively treating me and keeping king maybe, <laughs> maybe that logic doesn't work let's do it what the fuck is this space goods spacegoods.com rainbow dust version one my newest entrepreneurial econ brand venture i spent six months in the trenches building this shit from scratch we launched six weeks ago what's it all about the next generation wellness brand with a long-term vision to essentially consumerize the pending psychedelic consumer goods market, which might sound absolutely ridiculous. We're not quite there yet. The market's massively illegal. But what is this? Rainbow Dust version one is an all-in-one mushroom and adaptogenic blend designed to unlock your supernatural self. Essentially, experience a sharper focus, sustained energy, and like calm throughout the day. It's an all-in-one powder. Tastes like fucking hot chocolate. Tastes delicious. Works great. Looks great. Feels amazing. Essentially, the broader concept here was to legally imitate a psychedelic microdose and like I said, experience those symptoms. You can mix it with anything brownies, bake brownies with it, mix it with your coffee, have it without coffee, replace your coffee, put it into a protein shake. It's super fucking versatile. It tastes great. It replaced the stack of supplements I was previously taking, but you need to try this shit. It would definitely change the way you work, get you into that deep workflow. 
I obviously think that myself. Plenty of our thousand plus first customers think the exact same shit. It's not just a pretty packaging. It actually works really fucking well. Keto, vegan, all that good shit. Trust me, you need to try it for yourself. Let's scale the shit to the moon. Spacegoods.com. Get on your rainbow dust subscription and see how you fucking feel. Let's do it for the boys. Spacegoods.com. Yeah, so on the team side, we're talking about what they call talkers, chatters. Chatters. Like, how do you, do you train them for that? Or, or like you said, most people have come from a job or like they already know the industry and like, how would you define a good chatter? Obviously, like, I suppose, like you said, being able to speak English natively probably helps a lot because like chatting in general, but particularly like sexting, mm-hmm. do, do guys ever spot that it's a chatter? rather than the girl. And surely you think they'd cop onto this by now? Sure. Or is it just the clientele are a bit <laughs> it's not a quite there? Yeah, both, I guess, yeah. Um, so there's a lot to unwrap there. So the, the biggest thing to, like, to to like answer everything in one go is like, it, can you speak any other languages than, than English? Honestly, no. Fluent, no? Um, I used to be like, quite good at French when I was in school. Yeah, but so let's just say I that- I wish I could. Let's just take that as an example, right? If you was to be flirting in, because you can probably speak somewhat, a little bit of um, French now, but if you were to like try and flirt in, in French to a French girl, yeah. she like, you know, it just wouldn't sound natural. It just would be a bit, especially over text, because then you can't hear the tonality and see the body yeah. language and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, this the same goes for um, you know somebody from like Philippines trying to trying to um, sext in uh, in English. Even though you might do a Zoom call with them and they sound incredible English and like they sound American because most Filipino ch- uh, VAs yeah, do yeah, they sound yeah. American. Um, but when it comes to sexting it just doesn't sound right for the most part. Don't get me wrong, I've had exceptions and you do get quite a lot of exceptions as well. But for the most part, when you have somebody from a different uh, speaking language trying to do like chatting for a different language, it just doesn't work for the most part. Um, That being said, we still do have like uh, two um, overseas chatters who are incredible. They're both from Philippines. Mm. Um, And they are just like, you you wouldn't think that you're speaking to somebody from from a different country. Yeah. but for the most part, yeah. Uh, in terms of how do we get to, in terms of like chatters, how do we find out all this stuff and where are we now? I think I mentioned earlier, like we tried English, like ones in the UK, then we tried overseas, etc. cetera. Um, we've just found that either like gay guys from the UK, like they work really well. Because really? at the end of the day, what it comes down to is you need to know how to talk to a man who's yeah. horny, <laughs> as mad as that sounds, <laughs> right? Yeah, and uh, funny enough, gay guys know how to do that pretty well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and also gay, like guys, at the end of the day, like like guys, for me, I found always like, it's a lot easier to, uh, to uh, I guess I might sound like sexist, whatever, but it's just a lot easier from for my experience to tell a guy to do something and like, he'll just do it. Um, whereas a lot of females, it depends on obviously who you're talking to, but just my personal experience, a lot of times when I tell a girl to do something, if she thinks otherwise, like she'll go and do it that way and so on and so on. Um, mm. So we found like gay guys work really, really well. Um, or obviously XOF uh, models, right? So girls who have been in the industry, they have quit for whatever reason. Um, So that means that they have done it themselves before, they know what it is, they know how Mm. how it works. Those are really, really great to work with. Where do you find them? Because I'm guessing it's not on LinkedIn. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one yeah. no, no. so it, again because this is such a like small industry and, and like you said I'm like the first um, guest on here right who's in this industry yeah, yeah. you probably won't find many the industry is so small so it is mostly just word of mouth um, there's a lot of telegram groups as well but most of it is like if I need something 
I will just ask one person. That one person will ask like another five, and within like a yeah. couple of minutes, I'll, I'll find what it is. There's not a lot of people really, in, especially in the fucking UK. The, the OFC in in America is pretty big, um, but here in the, in the UK, it's really not that big. There's like one or two big agencies here in the UK. Yeah. Um, one of them is going through that fucking allegation I mentioned, so they're probably yeah. not going to be around for too long. Um, so yeah, so that's about chatters, but it's an interesting, it's, it's interesting that the chatting side of this industry is kind of like a very low key subject because I try not to talk about it too much, of course. Um, not that like it's a, it's a secret, like at the end of the day, it's, it's all out there. Like I, I, before I even met you, I'm sure you already knew that like, that's a thing. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of the time the girls. That's what makes me think, do, do the customers not think that? I mean, like, I don't know if there's even the stat for this, but like how many, like what percentage of the population are paying for this do you know because obviously it's a massive industry but i just instinctively assume it's like the fucking sort of bottom 10 percent, like people that can't get girls and i don't know maybe or just have like niche fetishes alongside real relationships i don't know but i think, I think at least the examples i've seen from other people they are like at least the ones that spend the most seem th- a bit fucking got screw loose i mean bro i think you hit the nail on the head um me and my girlfriend speak about this all the time. It's like uh, when when, uh, when I first got over, because she already knew I was doing it. Um, I remember we had this conversation. Um, it was like, like who the fuck is doing it? <laughs> Who's paying for this stuff? And they've like, also got money as well. Like I've seen guys spend like oh, a thousand yeah. pound a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of like, bro, these it's a lot a of these crazy gamers. Combination. A lot of these gamers who like collect like uh, little um, figures of like uh, what is it called? Not Warhammer. Um, Minecraft. <laughs> very much is like it Minecraft yeah World, uh, of War, World of Warcraft or some shit Dragons and Dungeon Dungeons yeah, and yeah. Dragons oh, one of them <laughs> but yeah they've got money bro um, but no to answer your question most of the time it, it genuinely is yeah like people who put it this way and I said this song feels putty right um, it's like me and you we might spend like fucking two grand on a stupid night out but like if we if we're there to celebrate like mm. one of our one of our boys uh, achievement or his birthday whatever to me and you it's like that two grand like we enjoyed it and it's like it, I wouldn't say it was worth it for the most part of me I don't enjoy going out much um, but you know we spend that money cool mm. to somebody else who's very like uh, introverted maybe like a fucking nerd and I used to be one like, I used to play little video games all this stuff when I was a little kid um, but to somebody who's like 27 years old an introverted nerd who just sits at home and maybe is like a computer scientist at like fucking Microsoft and works from home who makes like eight grand a month to him he might just spend that two grand in a month um on the bird and only fans mm. where the girl and by the way this is this is definitely doable like the girl can do a zoom call not a zoom call but we do skype calls so the girl would do a skype call with uh, with the guy who's subbed oh right? is that a thing is yeah, that like yeah, a premium yeah. option not on of but out, it's like outside of the box right yeah. um that's something that we offer right so like to and you're a, allowed to do that uh gray line yeah <laughs> gray line because you mentioned them so they can't meet them go off platform correct right. yeah yeah um so yeah, to somebody like that, they might spend, so that, that's kind of how, at least how I'm imagining it, right? It's like to somebody like that, they might just spend two grand and not think twice about doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas somebody else might spend two grand on something that somebody else might think is stupid and silly. Yeah. So that's how I think about it. But yeah, for the most part, it probably is guys who just like can't muster the fucking confidence to go and speak to a girl in person. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh fuck it, I'll send her some money and uh, they boost their self ego, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah. And like the time of day, because you mentioned 
like chatters might be on in the morning or or more motiva- more motivated to be if they're getting commission on the shit. I would imagine surely all this goes on like in the late hours of the day or is that not the case is that people literally at 7am paying for like there are people at 7am yeah well the bigger accounts um, and do the chatters work 24-7 like or is it well, not literally 24-7 but mm-hmm. how does that work sure so um, it will depend from girl to girl and that will depend on how many subs so subscribers are obviously the equivalent of like followers right on, on OnlyFans mm. Um, so it would depend on how many subscribers does the girl have. If she only has like a, a sub 500, like less than 500, you can get away with like one chatter. Um, and in terms of timing, you ask me, and this is for like everybody who's maybe curious, um, typically you'll find the busiest time is around uh, 9 p.m. in the evening to like 3 a.m. in the morning. And then the second- Any day of the week specifically. Pretty right? much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and uh, the second peak is roughly around 6 a.m. till about 11 a.m. Really? In the morning, yeah. So before they go sleep and when they wake up. <laughs> I know. What, like morning glory is going to go pay for some shit? That yeah, it's mad. nuts. Um, and uh, one last thing you mentioned about do they work like 24 hours? So if, if a girl has like 3,000 active subs, um, you know, yeah, we'll have like two, three different virtual assistants on split rotor. So they'll all be in a group chat with the model. Mm. Um, and when one finishes, he or she will add a lot of notes to the next chatter who's about to log on um, to obviously let them know, hey, I was talking to so-and-so, blah, blah. Um, so that's kind of how, how we do it. Um, and as I was just saying that, by the way, a thought just popped into my mind. You mentioned about like, why do guys like, do it like do, don't they just fucking understand that like you know there, there's somebody chatting etc yeah i i mean i don't know but i feel like i feel like half of them at least do maybe even more um but at the end of the day the reason why they pay is to get the custom the, the money is all in the customs mm. right the subscriptions are right like if you're a massive influencer uh, which we do have like one couple um i can tell you them off camera uh yeah. you you'll you'll know them they're in london they're huge um but are they known for this or are they known for something else and this is like correct cover yeah correct second one what you said really? yeah yeah Fucking hell, I'm um, intrigued. they're uh they're also in the club scene um so again you see how it's all like word of mouth like that's mm. how we get most of our clients um but I was just going to say, unless you're like a massive influencer like they are, they got millions and millions of followers. Um, then you make a couple grand from the subs, so like ten, a couple ten, like 10, 20 grand from the subs. But typically you're making 50, 60,000 just from messages and DMs. Um, and that is literally like videos, voice notes, photos, um, sometimes outside of the box um maybe or maybe we do or maybe we don't do this uh you can sell like used uh, underwear and stuff Fuck from the yeah. girl <laughs> and there's just not so like stupid amounts of money in that like you know um there was this uh, mad article that came out about you know belle De- uh, Daphine. You heard about bella yeah. Daphine. um she, she actually sold fucking like jars of her water from her bath <laughs> She made There's a millions. market for everything. Yeah, exactly. She made millions from that. Um, wow. So what's interesting is a lot of people That's think crazy. that a lot of people think that it's just OnlyFans, right? But it's not. You're actually. It's, OnlyFans is just a small portion of it. Like for me personally, I would say OnlyFans is bringing us about seventy percent of the income. The thirty percent is nothing to do with OnlyFans. It's to do with the model, right? But it's not on OnlyFans. Oh, so you get the thirty percent on everything. Um, no, no, no. So, so, so out of a hundred percent of what we make per month, yeah, seventy yeah, percent um, of that is from OnlyFans. Thirty uh, percent would be from like different websites mm. that we sell certain things. Uh, you can also sell photos and videos from other websites as well, not just right, okay, our, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're getting a share of all the models' monetization. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Things like Cash App as well, um, yeah. Amazon wish list, things like that. And then the actual like contracts and financial setup. So, 
on the account, so they get whatever, 100 grand. Are they then paying you an invoice of 30 at the end of the month or are you owning the account and you pay them the 70%? Mm-hmm. Um, just for context as well, just so you know, um, I know I mentioned 30% earlier, but for, for most of our models, we do 50 and 50. Um, yeah. So for most of them, we do 50% is what we take. Um, now to answer your question, it's one of two ways. So if we're working with a model for more than three months, then what we'll do is we'll set up a, a brand new account, like a bank account online, mm-hmm. um, which is in both of our names, right? So the model has full access to it so do we that's what we connect to the OF account uh, and that money so the model has got access to it um, but in order for her to access to it it's obviously for a two-step verification which is our phone number the model is obviously she knows it it's not like we're trying to hide anything from her Um, and at all times she can access it if she wants to it's just we typically manage it after the third month and that's all in a contract as well Um, but in the first three they would just pay you. Correct. We just invoice them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, some exceptions. If we are going to sign up a, a bigger earner model, so if a model's already making over 50K, uh, then we'll obviously put that in place straight away. Just because you, you, there's a lot of trust obviously involved, right? And we've we've had this so many fucking times. Yeah, I was going to say, has ever been, they haven't paid you, Of course, of course, of course. And I get it. Like, and I get it, bro. Like from a girl's point of view, if, if you're, and this is when we're first starting out, right? This is also why we don't even entertain working with girls who are just starting out. It's just a nightmare. Um, which for context, by the way, I said this on uh, other podcasts. So well. it's like, imagine, um, yeah, for example, space goods, right? So imagine if you were, you haven't started space goods yet, but it was just an idea in your head, right? Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm a marketing agency. Um, that's you, one example. And then you have somebody like Sunuchi, for example, that's been mm-hmm. running for years, right? Um, the, the equivalent of me going to a girl who's just starting out um, would be like me coming to you when you're just starting Space Goods and be like, yeah. right, so as you're starting it, um, you know, I'm going to help you market it and this and that. Yeah, and there's, that. No, there's no historic numbers, no proof, no context. Correct, right? And then what if you have a change of mind as well? What if something goes south and you don't want to do the, the business anymore? But I've already put in like two, three months of like, come on, yeah, man, let's do it, let's yeah. do it. Compared to like somebody like Sanucci who's been doing it for years, established business just go to them right so that's the same with like why we don't work with girls who are starting out and uh, when I mentioned about change of mind that's what would happen a lot with the girls they Mm -hmm. would either after the first month like don't want to do it anymore um or which again I completely understand but you know just avoid it by doing a contract which is what we do now is um the first month you know a normal girl who's going to uni maybe she's making 1.2k a month from working at Tesco right nothing wrong with that but then all of a sudden she works with us, starts an OnlyFans and she makes like 10 grand in her first month. She's going to be like, what the fuck? And then if we're taking 50% from her point of view, instead of she gets to keep five grand, but she has yeah. to pay us, right? She's looking at it as, oh, I have to pay them five grand her now. perspective's different. Correct. Yeah. Whereas what we do the other way, which is if we make now, like for example, say uh, 50,000, um, we collect the 50K we send the girl 25,000 and her mindset is, I've made 25,000, yeah. right? And, uh, and she also knows that she may have only made 10 grand before. By herself, etc. Yeah, 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 correct. Um, but for us, like- Fuck me, they're making a lot of easy money, these girls, aren't they? It's just ridiculous, bro. It's actually crazy when you think like, a fucking lawyer might make 100 grand a year. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe 300 grand if they're a big lawyer in the city, like 30 grand a month. And a fucking girl is sat there doing arse picks, making that that kind of money. It's nuts. It's the, crazy. The biggest one that I've seen with my own eyes and like I've, I've looked around on a profile was 1.2 million uh, per month. Per month? Earning, yeah. Riley, wow. Riley Reed. 
Oh, I, I know of her. <laughs> yeah, for you might have heard that name. <laughs> um, two mil a month. Yeah, fucking hell. That's like the biggest Premier League wage. Nuts. Yeah, it's like two fifty, three hundred k a week. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think Black China is still, unless it's changed now, but I know Black China was like at the top. If I remember correctly, it was about 20 million a month. Fuck, you know. 20 million crazy a month. That's that? like Ronaldo and fucking <laughs> Al Nassar money. Put that perspective. How crazy is that? That is mad. So yeah. on the payments and shit then, so say a girl you've got now 50 grand a month, like what does that break down into like how many transactions and like how much would a sort of thing costs i don't know, like like different levels of sure. almost premium shit yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, so this will completely vary from girl to girl right so remember how i mentioned earlier uh, we have like porn stars who their their um their customs and just their it's called a ppv like pay-per-view right so mm-hmm. you'd essentially send out like the same photo in the video to all of her subscribers which yeah. is like a pay-per-view also how it works by the way for anybody who's never used the app and doesn't like can't visualize it once you subscribe you can message the model, which is kind of like an Instagram DM just to keep it simple. I imagine it that way. And it's just text, right? Back and forth. Then if you, let's just say you want like a specific video of a girl doing whatever you want her to do with your maddest imagination, right? Um, you will obviously ask her to do the certain thing. And then there's one or two ways how the model can do it. She can either ask you to tip first and then she creates the content. So if it's like a really weird or like a really uh, detailed custom where mm. she has to like, you know, take her time out of the day to really create it rather yeah. than just a quick, you know, like that. And um, she will then ask for the tip up front um, and then the girl will have to tip. Then she creates the video or the photo and then she sends it and you can see it straight away. Or the other way, which is just like, if, if a guy just wants like his name written on her ass or her tits, um, she'll just quickly do it, send the photo, but um, it'll be like blurred out. Like he won't be able to see anything like, so it's like, mm. it's like gray blurred out. Um, and there's a lock button or lock uh, icon in the front of it. And then the guy has to obviously tip whatever the amount that girl chooses. So it's $50, $60, etc. Yeah. So that's like how it works. In terms of your question, which is like, so how much do they price it? It genuinely varies. So some of our porn star models, like they're like an actual full on porno of them getting fucked <laughs> for like five, 10 minutes. That might only sell for like 15, 25, $30. Really? Whereas we have a, like that model who, who used to work, uh, I don't know if she still does at the uh, nightclub. I don't think she still does anymore. But like we, we've sold, we still are selling. Like I will, um, yeah, let me see if I can log into it. Uh, and I just want, just so people Do can- Do you have like mass login like on Instagram? On yeah, iPhone, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I have it noted down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to. I just want people to see like your live reaction, right? Um, but girls like her, we're selling like just pictures of her ass for a hundred dollars, right? Really? At, at scale? What, like custom ones? No, 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 no. Same photo. Fucking hell! I, I will literally show you right now. Um, I'm so, in the wrong business. <laughs> so it really. All guys are. It, it really varies, bro. Um, but yeah, this industry is just absolutely nuts. What's the most expensive custom or whatever that you've seen in your group? Um, probably a thousand or one point five k. Probably a thousand. What, what was that for? Uh, it was just a custom video. It's pretty fucking weird, but. <laughs> um, and who's naming the price as well? Because if a custom comes in and the chatters are on, are they naming it, or have you got like? rules written down and you know tariffs or whatever great question bro so you asked me this like earlier when you were talking about chatters to be honest you you said um do you train them like how does that work mm. so yeah so first of all we obviously qualify them um so we get a lot of applications a lot of it is just like my instagram dm hey are you hiring right now 
if you're if you're running an OnlyFans agency, no brother, I'm not going to hire you because I know what you're going to do. You just come on, try and learn from me, and then dip. I'm not stupid. Um, so you know we're not going to really entertain something like that. Um, but if it's uh, let me see, I think this might be it. Oh, this um, is actually genuinely interesting. I feel like I'm learning more than I've learned in any episode. <laughs> it's just an industry I don't know. That's so. So this but is it's um, the same principles as any marketing, really. You know, it's really interesting, bro. I have a YouTube channel, right? Which is like the same as my name. And I have a video which is literally titled like why I quit SMA to start OFM, right? OFM stands for OnlyFans yeah, Management. Yeah. Um, that video is like the one that I've done the best, like 32, 33,000 views. It's like a 16 minute long video. And pretty much the whole point of what I was trying to get across and I'm, I'm people definitely got it, which was, um, it's just interesting. Like you said it yourself, like you're learning mm. so much. The, I think the interesting, what, what comes interesting isn't fucking news and like the, the pictures of titties and shit, cause you get over it over time. What's really interesting is like, at the end of the day, it's just the same as any other business model, but it's just fucking in a different industry yeah. that nobody has tapped it's into It's in the yet. biggest industry ever, isn't it? Sex basically, like a sexual desire at least. Bro, and how long has it been about like yeah. just the, the industry of pornography and, 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 and every sex. person is a potential customer right because every person well you know they have desires and urges and shit so you're um, trying to find me the most mad thing no no just in terms of earnings just so you can see kind of how frequently um so do you want me to just pass the phone or because i was going to explain i'll do this right yeah i don't know if people can uh, can still hear me so um so what you see in here this is like the earnings uh, let me talk into the mic i feel like this was properly edited we'd fucking screen record this and put this on or some bullshit uh, the only thing is you'd have to blur out the names oh, okay. the blue yeah, ones yeah. I, i'll record it um but if you are going to put it you have to blur out the names All obviously right. i'll ask him we'll try to up the production for this one for, make it a tiktok clip uh, <laughs> so um so on the left hand side this is the time and this is how frequently they're coming in um this middle one where it says amount is obviously how much the guy has paid so, um, so this is just, just one girl yeah oh, this is just one girl in about about a couple of hours so a hundred thirty dollars twenty dollars twenty dollars and they take 20 fee platform by the looks of it the only fans does yeah. yeah yeah which is nuts by the way it's crazy you see why we try to make money outside of mm. OF now right because that we just take a hundred um so yeah, there's a look a hundred, another hundred, look a hundred in two hundred in about uh, what is that? About an hour to so be how, honest. How much like yesterday with this girl have done? Uh, let's have a look. Or like on an average day. Uh, on average, I know she does about eight hundred. Uh, but mad. this is like not a big earner. The biggest one is about three and a, three point four thousand uh, in twenty four hours that were done. So like one hundred twenty k a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. So your current roster then how big is that and how wide-ranging is that this is a big 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 misconception um a lot of people because a lot of people think that oh in order to make a lot of money in this industry you need to have a lot of clients um which i understand why you have that thought process which i did as well because coming from an smma background because it's just a retainer up front they pay you in order to make more of money you just need more clients pretty simple unless you're doing roas deals obviously with ecom which i wasn't mm. um with this, because it's all technically a ROAS deal, right? The easiest way to yeah, describe yeah. it is like Econ Boys. Yeah. Um, you don't need to have like 20 clients, 30 or 50 clients, which we've tried by the way, and it's a 
fucking logistical nightmare um, because the more clients you have, okay, the more girls you have, the more problems you have. Each girl has like, um, you know, three different social medias. On each social media, she has like five different accounts. Um, then on OF itself, she will have like customs every single day. Uh, what if the social media account gets banned? Then mm. the girl has to, ma- it's a logistical nightmare. To manage it all, you have to hire more people, which ruins your profit margins. Um, yeah, so anyway, long story short, you don't need to have fucked on of clients. All, and I say this all the time, all you need to do is have about five to 10 clients who tick all your boxes. Um, what, and for context as well, because I know everyone's probably curious, so how many do I have? We have about seven, uh, seven clients right now. Um, now, in terms of the boxes, what do they need to tick? I've made a YouTube video about this before. Um, but essentially it's like, so how often, like how many, how many hours can she put into this? So for mm-hmm. us, they need to be doing this full time. If they're doing this as like a little part-time thing after uni, yeah. be my guest, but it's not worth our time. Um, what explicity like, of level of content can she do? You know, is she just posting bikini photos? Cause if she is again, be my guest, all the power to you, but it's not worth our time. Cause you know, a girl like that doesn't make as much money as like somebody who just does some mad shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also like you know little things I'm not going to bore people but little things like um, what kind of f- uh, phone does she have or camera right so if she has an old like Galaxy which isn't the end of the world like you know we can always buy them a new phone but that comes into uh, into play yeah, what country is she from um, all these little things and also like what niche is she from uh, in sorry so mm-hmm. like a gamer girl uh, might make a lot more than somebody who's just a typical you know girl who's maybe like 30 something years old or obviously if she looks young she makes more as well yeah so many questions come up right now and then like is she working hard yeah because like you say you want her full time because my maybe outside perception previously which might have been wrong is that they make the content pretty much once they put it in the vault whatever do the odd custom but they're just sitting at home watching Netflix all day making 50 grand a month is it not that that's another misconception bro um yeah they work very fucking hard yeah because again remember how I said um most of the money is in the customs Mm. So, so my business, right? My, my agency, Aura, um, our job is to, well, essentially we manage the model, but what does that really mean? Um, so the main part of it is it's our job to get as many, as many people to uh, visit her OnlyFans and subscribe. Then from there on, the other department of our business is the chatting, right? So we manage all the DMs. Now, um, this is basically the top of the funnel, which is the marketing. And obviously the conversion is the DMs. Yeah. Um, now, when the conversion happens, aka somebody tips or pays or you know wants to get a custom, obviously the girl has to make that content then, right? Um, so only like 10, 20% of the sales are pre-made photos and videos. Most of it is she has to do something there and then and create an o- o- organic piece of content. And that's also why most guys are like on OnlyFans. Like they probably know that most of the time, like they're not talking to the girl, especially if she's a mad influencer, um, mm. unless like, you know, they, they can't put two and two together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because they even know that it doesn't matter because they're like, cool, I want to see her do some madness. I want her to do this, 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 how much? Right, Say the yeah, price true. and she'll do it. And it's still a custom thing, even though it's not her mm-hmm. messaging because she's ultimately doing the thing. And remember this as well, right? And everybody listening, um, it's all good and well she's doing the customs and OnlyFans for her subs. She also still has to create content on social media. Yes, I was going to ask about that. So how involved do you get in at the very top of funnel, which I guess is in most cases, what is it, Instagram for most of them? Mm -hmm. And do you do any paid stuff? Or is it purely to have a following? It's a link in bio, whatever. 
yes, paid stuff, not as all of you guys probably imagine it in terms of like Facebook and Instagram like, ads. What's the cack on a fucking horny middle-aged man? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so mainly it's like paid advertisement on Instagram and, and GGs, mm. they're called guaranteed gains, right? Yeah. So typically what will happen is, um, uh, typically what will happen is you will go ahead and go to a different model. So let's just say my model right now is at 5,000 subscribers on OnlyFans, right? Which by the way puts her well above 0.1%. Um, well, it depends on how much she's earning, but for us it is. So if she is at 5,000 subscribers and 0.01% on OF, the percent, do you know how the percentages work or? No, it's essentially how much she's making. The more she makes, the less of a percentage she's in. So if you're in a top, like the same as I know, top 1% of men. The elite. Yeah, 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 right? So like um, the smaller the percentage, Mm. the the better she's doing in terms of income, all right? So anyway, so let's just say our model is at 5,000 subscribers and she's in the 0.01% on OnlyFans, right? In terms of earnings. Um, Then uh, our job as an agency would be to find another model ideally well she definitely needs to have at least the same stats and then ideally she needs to look the same as the model as well so if our model is like a blonde short girl big tits for example Mm. we need to find another girl who looks very very similar to that um then we go to her and we'll essentially ask her how much for a guaranteed gains of let's just say 500 um what that means by the way is yeah i never heard of that yeah so guaranteed gains essentially uh, the other model is guaranteeing that she will get 500 gains, okay, subscribers to my model's account, mm. right? So how does that work? If people are wondering, essentially the model that I've just paid, she will keep posting and promoting my model until she has gained an extra 500 subscribers. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And typically it's through a free link. So this is another thing for, I know I'm probably educating so many people. Um, so yeah. let's just say the model has a, a $20 subscription fee, which that one did, the one I just showed you. Mm. Um, she can create like a, you know, like affiliate links? Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, essentially it's an affiliate link with like a discount code. And, and typically these guaranteed gains are like 100% off for the first month. Uh, discount link um, so I will go to a different girl who I'm not managing but she's the same num- statistics as mine I will pay her with my money like as an agency um, uh, to promote my model until my model hits the 500 extra subs so she'll go from 5k to 5.5k for example um, so that's in terms of paid advertisement that's one of them um, obviously Instagram shout outs and I think it's just like big influencers like you said that look similar but they just have loads of followers is, is that so say again. So when you're finding the girls to do the guaranteed gains mm-hmm. promo, is it just like you said, you've got a, I don't know, blonde OF client, you find a model that looks similar, that's got a big following that can drive the traffic. Yeah. But you don't, well, do, you don't do any paid stuff on the actual OF models Instagram. Or do you do that? You that mean in terms depend? of like paid ads, like on, on Instagram? Well, yeah, like is it basically what's the best way for them to get signups is it often from their own page or is it doing these guaranteed gains things with these other big pages yeah second one yeah Yeah. um but then again there is there's so much to talk about in terms of that like there's also uh bots for like tinder and bumble yeah i mean i've fucking had these before isn't it yeah so uh, this is gonna blow so many of you guys minds right so how many of you whole other world of acquisition yeah yeah yeah. so how many of you because it's all about the black hat right so it's like outside of the box thinking and this is what i fucking love because it's new and it's interesting and i I just I'm such a geek when it comes to marketing. Like, I love it. Um, so this will blow a lot of your, your, your minds, right, lads? So how many times have you guys been on fucking Tinder just swiping along 
and you see like this bird, she's so fit and yeah. you and you swipe and you match That's her. Such a shame. No, no, and you match her and you're like, yo, you go into her account, right? You go into the bio and you see, oh my God, her Instagram is there. Yes. You go into her Instagram and then you see that she's got a link in her bio. I get followers <laughs> probably every day off these accounts on Instagram. Yeah. And like for one second, I think, who's, oh. Yeah. It's got a fucking link. Um, so, so that's one. Another one, this, this, I promise this has probably happened to all you lads. And unfortunately I am the fucker that's doing this, yeah. <laughs> um, but it works, man. Um, another one, how many times have you guys gone into your Instagram story? Right. And you see a fit bird has liked your story. Yeah, You're like, who's yeah. this? I have never seen this bird before. Yeah. You click on it. It's a brand new account and she's got like two followers, yeah, but she's got a link in 5,000. Yeah. 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 So, so that is another one. Obviously the, the mass DMs, it used to work, but nowhere near as well now, like about a year ago, two years ago, it worked really well. Like mass DMs, such as like you go into your requested folder and you see a fit bird that said something, uh, that one. All the time. <laughs> And then another one on Instagram. And he's falling for that as well. But I guess it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. 7,000 DMs, you get 10 signups. Oh, bro. The uh, the story one is nuts. The story, you, oh, we actually launched a new one uh, today, uh, this morning. Yeah. Um, the girl went from like 300 and, what was it? 367 followers um, to just, just shy of 1,000. With just just the story likes uh, method. Really? Yeah. Is that, is that a bot doing that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. So essentially um, what you do is uh, you find as many uh, Instagram at handles of other OF models. And again, mm. ideally the, the most similar looking ones. Um, the, if Everyone's wondering like, if, why do I keep saying similar looking? Because obviously if our model is like young looking, a blonde girl with big tits, but then, but then we find another one who is like, I don't know, a brunette, 40 years old, like a MILF those same followers yeah, yeah exactly right so typically we find like you know about a thousand instagram at handles who girls are similar looking and then this bot will just go through all of their uh, followers who are following these girls and go into their profile like the guy who's following them and if the guy has an instagram story it'll automatically pop up the story and like the uh, story and that's it move on to the next one and it does that fucking like millions of times yeah, and, and, and do you find, because obviously everyone does have a type. I mean, I certainly have a type. People take the piss out of me because it's such an obvious type. It's like so consistent in my life. But like, do you find a certain type of, in the industry broadly, but also your clients, is there a certain type of girl that makes the most money? No, nah, bro, there's a niche for everything. There's a niche for everything. Mm. Um, well, that funny enough, the more niche it is, the more she'll make. So for example, we've just recently more signed- passionate fans. Yeah. Like we recently yeah. signed a uh, transgender model. Oh wow! Yeah, wow indeed. <laughs> it's this different world. Yeah. It's uh. So who, who's going for that? Is it other trans people? I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm assuming so. Um, yeah. Like I said, I genuinely, at this point, like I, I barely speak to the, the clients. Mm. Um, the only ones that I speak to now are still like the ones that we've worked with for like a year um, before we started building like essentially like a massive team. Um, but like, for example, um, uh, so the girl, uh, what's it called? Um, the girl that worked at the nightclub, I don't really speak to her. I just know of her because she's a friend of my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and this trans model that we recently signed, I don't, I haven't spoken to her because it was a guy that went and become a girl. Um, but yeah, in terms of, so I don't see the statistics. I don't see the people that are following, right? Um, but I'm assuming so, yeah. Um, but to answer your question, who makes more? It, yeah, it is the more niche, the, the better. Like, because um, the, the more niche following, actually, what's really interesting, here's, here's a thought that just uh, came into my mind. We personally haven't um, done it yet, but I, I've seen other agencies work with them. Essentially, there's a niche, um, I want to say BDSM, maybe, 
Maybe yeah, I butchered that. Um, essentially, where like guys like to be like talked down upon and like say, "Oh, you're you're this and you're that," madness. Um, yeah. But uh, but long story short, dominated. Yeah, dominated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and essentially, that niche makes bank because obviously, like the girl will literally be like, "Oh, you piece of shit! You think five hundred dollars is enough?" Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, enough. I'm not doing that. But like these guys like that. These guys are into that, which is nuts. It's just a fetish again, like same as like a foot fetish. And um, but I know for a fact that niche makes bank. We just haven't had a model like that yet. That is mad. And, and how big is the spread between the seven you've currently got in terms of earnings? Yeah, are they all like fairly similar or? You got like a big fish. Nah, um, on average they're in about thirty thousand. The average one thirty four thousand. It's crazy money. Yeah, you actually think about it. Yeah, and that's obviously like you said. Well, that though obviously you mentioned something doing twenty million a month, fucking unicorn. But mm-hmm. it's thirty thousand a month still in like out of every account. They're still like the top one one percent. Oh it, yeah, actually? yeah. yeah. I, I googled this uh, literally because I was just in Turkey. Um, mm. uh, literally, well, like two days ago, I literally just got back, um, and uh, how, how did this conversation come up? I think me and my girlfriend were talking about something. Um, and uh, she was like, "No, that seems about average income." Because uh, there was a girl that was um, on like a thousand, I think, one point two thousand a month, like she was yeah. making. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. It seems about average." And I was just curious. So I googled what is the average income yeah. on OnlyFans. What do you reckon it is? But it's lower, lower than you thought. Yeah, it's so, like with everything, though, isn't it? You you become accustomed, to, and it's the same with like e-commerce. You look at the guys that are making millions, and then you hang around with them or whatever. You become them, mm-hmm. and you remember. You have to remember, like. I don't know, there's 2 million Shopify stores. There's probably 1.98 million of them make 100 pound a month. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, so same with this. Same it's $180, which is the average. Yeah. yeah. And how many um, accounts are there worldwide? Um, is that like probably knowledge? So a Google statistic says there's 1.7 million active creators. That is, yeah. so there's 180 million users, I believe. Fucking um, But there's 1.7 mil creators. Um, now, I don't know if, again, it could just be a case where like 600 thousand of them is just mm. an account that's been created a girl has created an account but it's never actually posted but it's still yeah. an active account right um but yeah the average is 180 dollars, which is just nuts um but to answer your question that in terms makes of, more sense though because obviously not every girl's gonna fucking make 30 grand a month yeah i mean at least i hope they're not i mean it's just too easy the the average that we that we see like when when girls reach out to us is about two thousand. yeah um, so i was gonna ask that like what's your process for well, I suppose, do you, even ha- do you even want to expand to more people or do you want to get more money out of each person? And also, if you are getting me- in new people, like, what's the process for like onboarding them and outreaching? It's very rare that we'll actually take somebody on now. Um, there's a couple of reasons. So the first one is just because I think I was saying this to you um, off camera. Mm. I'm just in a very cushy part of my life right now. Like, I'm making a decent amount of money. Again, I'm sure people are curious. So, uh, and I swear to God, I'm not saying it to impress you because to me... I know it sounds nuts, but to me, it's like not impressive anymore. But when I first started, to me, 10 grand was like, that was my my, my milestone. Mm. Um, but yeah, to me at the moment, we're making about 100 and last month was 102, 103,000. So that's your percentage? Uh, a business as a total we yeah. took, yeah. Um, which is, and I, I have a business partner as well for context. So I take 50% of that, but that was gross as well. So expenses aren't too much in this industry. Mm. Um, Again, most of our chatters are on a commission. Um, so the more money we make, the more the more they make. Um, but yeah, uh, so so for me, it's kind of like I don't really, f- I don't want to grow it massively because yeah. it's not really a thing that I could exit from. I don't think I was going to get onto that. Yeah, like where do you see? Like, do you have a plan for how long you do it? Like obviously, said you don't want to expand it, but like 
surely you could get it to like is it possible to get it to a million a month because then it's fucking you wouldn't even need to exit you do that for a few years for sure oh it's, it's a massive cash cow business right now yeah. yeah um but we do have a plan so the the plan essentially without saying yeah i guess I, I guess this i'll just say it for the first time right i haven't said this anywhere else so we do have like a um essentially like a free step plan so step one is essentially what we're doing right now like the actual management agency yeah. um step two is building a massive community which is what we're doing with the coaching side of it. Yeah. Um, so we have a Discord uh, group of about 15,000 people, maybe 16,000 by the time you're watching this. Um, I need to learn this Discord shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, Everyone it's, watching the pod wants the fucking pool party fucking Discord. Do it, man. I just I, don't have a clue what I'm doing with that shit. Fucking like an old man. Everyone pressuring me into doing a Discord. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a cool community, man. Um, so yeah, so stage two is to build a massive following and a massive uh, community of people who genuinely are like serious about this industry, who aren't just there to fuck about and, you know, who genuinely want to build a business with this, right? Uh, which is what got going on. It's incredible. Um Stage three is to essentially launch a competitor to OnlyFans. Um, wow. The, yeah. bro, the website is just ass. Like you, you saw it then when I was, um, look, it'll probably still be doing it right now. Look, it's still loading. Yeah, I've I saw this, that. Why is it doing that? It's still loading. Um, and also look how slow, look at, it Isn't just the looks. Founders, um, he's English, isn't he? Yeah. Tim Stokely, I think. Yeah, yeah Tim Stokely. I want to get him on the pod. Yeah. He must be a billionaire from this shit. You know, it's not that difficult to reach. Really? Uh, I, I'll try and put you in. Because I just assumed it was some West Coast, like San Francisco guy or whatever. It's uh, it's owned by an American company now. Really? Oh, so you sold it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Exit. Hundreds of mills or what? Bill. I think it was Bill. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, props props That's to him, crazy. but um, the, the app itself is just so fucking slow and it's just shit. Um, it's also down all the time. Like, I, and I, I, when I say all the time, bro, I genuinely mean every day. Every fucking day it's down. Do you reckon there's some logic to that? Like you think if they're six years that's old, I fairly think. established. That's like what I think. There's hundreds, but billions going through it. Must yeah. be tens of billions of like gross numbers going through it. Yeah. You, and you, it doesn't fucking work. It's interesting. Now that you said that, maybe, but I can't imagine because it's random. It's not a certain time and it's random. And also there, like, you know how I told you there's a mass messages that you can send out? Yeah. But it will take like 20, 30 minutes to send out. Like, so you, you type the message, you tap all subscribers and then you press send and it'll just fucking go like this for like 20 minutes till it sends. Like, That's crazy. Whereas, you know, like Instagram- just, just keeping the overhead low. Probably. They're not doing a Twitter with Pro- <laughs> 100,000 people sat on a fucking sofa playing ping pong. Probably. But genuinely, the, the, the site is just shit, is boring. Uh, they take 20% which is nuts, bro. At big numbers, that adds up. Like, we've lost hundreds of thousands. Guess it's, is it a, mon- a monopoly, though, currently? Yes, big time. Yeah, big so time. How do you see it feasible to... Cool, so... wants the cocktail. Um, like, yeah, how do you compete with that? Because I guess from, that so, sounds like trying to compete with Instagram or something. Yeah, in, in a sense. But you got to remember, OF has only been about since 2017. It's recently gone through a transition. Do you remember? Um, and I don't know if this is a fact, but I think it is. Um, do you remember when there was a massive scandal about two years ago now, when OnlyFans made a uh, rule and it was public? Oh, about- yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure that was just before the exit. And I think what, what he'd done- I remember reading about this. I think he'd done that on purpose because he knew- They said it couldn't be any- Explicit content explicit anymore. Content. Right? Everyone was like, hold on, that's literally what the platform is. Right. And obviously Tim knew that. Um, and, I, what I th- and I don't know if this is a fact, obviously, but I think he probably knew he was going to exit. He needed to boost the uh, engagement, the visitors of the website, mm. the creators, right? He probably thought, What's, what can I do to just m- make this thing go- 
fucking viral. Mm. They probably done that, um, made yeah. it go viral. Visitors just spiked. Investors thought, all right, fair enough. Like, yeah, you know, I'll probably buy it for this much now. I, I think that's what happened. Um, but to answer your question, like, what can we do different? So first of all, um, OnlyFans. So I know a girl um, who is like, I think she's literally the 40th creator ever to to start. So she knows Tim like on a friend's basis. Um, and she said like the first month, uh, <laughs> the first month there was about 150 creators ever on the platform with the first mm. month. Um, and it was just very, very slow growth, like 200, 300, et cetera. For us already, um, we have like 15,000 guys in our Discord who are like, to be agency owners. This is the free Discord I'm talking about. So let's just say only 10% um, of that is like actual guys who have an agency because yeah. everybody wants to join these Discords and think they're doing well, but they're not. Um, um, so anyway, our goal is to essentially find 10, uh, sorry, 1,000 agency owners um, who are serious and who are actually you know running the business. And on average, they got about 10 models. Yeah. So that means around 10,000 potential clients mm -hmm. and on launch day we'd essentially give them a uh, you know an exclusive reason or a, a percentage on why they should move their models over to to our platform because mm. you've got to think bro if your model is even just even if she's making fucking um 10 grand a month 20 percent of that you know compared to yeah, imagine if i said is is there no real value other than it's what everyone uses to actually be an early fans that ultimately it's their own traffic source Correct, right? And this is, uh, I was speaking to Jess, who's the porn star, right? Mm. Um, she said the biggest thing that she's, uh, the difference between, because she was in porn for like, well, she still is. Um, she was in porn for Everyone's about- Everyone's Googling that. <laughs> yeah. she, that she, well. she was in porn for what, like 15 years? Uh, like I said, she still is. But um, she said the difference between that and OF is like with the porn industry is she would get paid like straight up. She would go and do the shoot and that's it. She's, she's made her money. With this, she not only has to create the content herself, she has to do the marketing herself. She mm. has to sell it herself. And it's just crazy. Um, there's there's a big difference. Um, but to answer your question, bro, so like, is there anything else to OF other than, you know, like just OF? It, the biggest thing with it is, like you said, it's a monopoly and everybody knows what OnlyFans is. Everyone yeah. trusts to go on there. You know, if, if a girl was on, I don't know, onlyfriends.com mm. <laughs> guys might think, uh, I don't know if I trust me putting credit card details yeah, into yeah, this yeah. and so on. Um, but for us, yeah, so the, the big goal, bro, um, and this will probably change because I don't like to uh, publicly say like my moves. So I'm happy to say this one because it's just an idea out of like a hundred we have, but we essentially want to create um, uh, like a love island, but for OnlyFans stars. So yeah. you get like five guys, five girls in a villa in Marbella, um, cameras everywhere. And when they go to, and just basically like love island, right? But when they go to sleep, you go into our website to see like the exclusive content. So that's how that's that would be on launch day, yeah. Um, but that's just I swear to God that's literally one out of like a hundred ideas that we have for launch. Um, another one which is like um, and again I'm, I'm happy to say this one and I'll leave it there because I'll talk to you off off camera about it. Um, but another yeah. one would essentially be like integrating Tinder in a sense because right now the only way how you can find other models on OF is outside of OnlyFans. There is a search function in OnlyFans, but it's dog shit. Like it doesn't really work. Um, so our goal, or one idea at least, is our platform would essentially be kind of like a Tinder integration where you can go on there and uh, you can essentially swipe um, and whatever model you want, if you just swipe up, for example, you, you pay for her subscription and you're in. Mm. And that's how you'd essentially, once the client is on the website, he's gonna be more likely to spend a lot more. 
um, compared to just subscribing to one girl. And the other function would be swiping to find girls that you might subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not actually a dating thing. No, 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 similar, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck, yeah. I mean, that sort of thing, if you can build something even remotely threatening to OnlyFans, that's where they would just buy it. Completely agree. And so, th- there is a couple already, like uh, Fansly, FanView. Um, there's yeah, I was going to co- say, how competitive is this space? In terms of competitor to OF? Well, I guess agencies like yourself, mm-hmm. but also other platforms, because there must be a lot of smart people that have realised there's a shitload of money in sex. Yeah, And correct. sexual desire. So, um, first one, just to rule out, because it's a really quick conversation, which is apps. You can't have an app on the app store which is anything to do with explicit content. It's mm. just it's just not allowed. So that's why, by the way, if people are wondering, why don't OnlyFans have an app? I never even thought of that. Is it just a website? Uh, yeah, it's just, a, they only have yeah. a website, yeah. That's another thing, by the way, um, which I want to f- somehow, something, there's got to be some loopholes you can fucking pull and have an app. Mm. Um, because if you have an app, I feel like that would help a lot. Because again, I think the reason why it's so slow and clunky is because it's a website, you have to use it on Safari or Google Chrome app yeah, on yeah, your phone. Yeah. Um, so in terms of app stores, there's obviously literally zilch, there's nothing. Um, in terms of competitors to OnlyFans itself, I only know of like big ones, about three. Um, the rest of them are like wishy-washy. And th- there is a lot of other competitors in the industry, but it's nothing like, so there's one for like just Feet Finder. It's literally just pictures for like feet. Bro, pe- people make bank from that. Don't getting off feet, but it yeah. seems to be a common one. People make bank from that. Um, there's my picks, like with an X. Um, that, yeah bro. Um, that, that you're, you're missing out. This is a juicy episode. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. I'm actually learning so much shit. <laughs> yeah, you came in just at the right time, bro. We're going to clip every second of this. It's going to go viral as fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's other ones which aren't like direct competitors to OnlyFans, um, but they are in the industry of like explicit content selling, right? Mm. Um, and the last one you said about agencies, um, I mean, now that I've started it, and I don't mean to sound like a cocky dickhead, but like, I swear to God, I've started this fucking pandemic of, yeah. of guys like starting a, an OnlyFans. It only does fans. feel to me, even though I'm not in it, like the the new SMMA. Yeah, yeah. It's the new wave. Bro, there was, um, it's, it's funny as well. And it's all, this is the, this is why I love YouTube as well on social media, because it's all documented. There's dates and everything on it. You can't mm. fake that. There's a YouTube video, which you can go watch, which I think is the one I was mentioning, which is why I quit. SMA to start OFM yeah. in that video you can see when I uploaded it I literally say I'm pretty sure I'm like one of the only people to start this and call it OFM are you the E-man at the OnlyFans space <laughs> now nah, props to E-man but uh, I mean yeah I guess the Ty yeah. Lopez of this industry the, <laughs> the Ty Lopez um, but yeah on that video I literally say like it's funny because I bet you're going to see now people calling it OFM nobody called it OFM until until I started Yeah, I yeah, swear yeah. to god it's, that it's wasn't like a term of SMA, yeah. yeah that wasn't a term um, but anyway, like uh, to answer your question, which is, is there a lot of competitors in terms of the agency space? The same as what you mentioned about e-com, there's fucking probably, not millions for us, but there's millions of e-com stores, but there's mm-hmm. only this many who are actually above making 10K profit a month, right? Yeah. The same thing with us. And that goes for everything in life. The same as if you buy an online course out of, out of the hundreds of people that go through it, maybe a small percentage would actually really be successful. Yeah. Same as a uh, university out of 30 kids that go to uni, maybe just one of them will actually get the job that they were you know, planning to get yeah, yeah. while they got the degree. So it's the same with everything. Um, in the UK, as I mentioned earlier, there's probably one or two big, or two or three, I know three, um, who are big agencies. It's massive in the States, uh, huge. In Miami, um, LA, Hollywood, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a mad it. one. I think it's definitely smart to try and. It, or I guess you're trying to go into like the fucking platform side, which definitely is smart in general. Like if you can fucking own Shopify instead of own a dropshipping store, obviously there's like in betweens. But is that because just like a personal preference, or you think there's a ceiling with the management stuff? Obviously, you said you don't plan on scaling it too much because like life feels good or whatever. Mm-hmm. But is that because you don't think you can, or you just think there's more opportunity in building a platform and owning it a bit more? Who was it? Um, and obviously the community as well. Yeah. Um, Kieran, you know, Eman just recently bought a SaaS company from a guy called Kieran something. Oh no. I don't know, to be fair. I haven't heard about it. So I forgot what it was called, bro. But I literally watched it in Turkey like two, three mm. days ago, a YouTube video. Um, so I follow this guy called Kieran and he built media kits. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Media kits. Um, but but Eman didn't buy media kits. It was something else. And it was basically like, a, do you know about Go High Level? Yeah. Yeah. So it was essentially, from what I understood, it was essentially like a kind of like an extension to go high level. But essentially, what it done is basically would help you look at all of these sub accounts from like a dash. Uh, what's it called a dashboard and mm-hmm. you can have like a bird's eye view of all of them rather than clicking into each one from what I'm understanding that was the premise of it yeah. fair play I don't know why you fucking wanted to buy that but yeah um, all the props to Kieran as well by the way fair play to the guy he's a young guy he's like 24 years old and mm-hmm. multi multi-millionaire um, anyway so um, it wasn't because I watched Kieran's video because I had this idea way before but that just reminded me and I was just like the thing is like the, I'm sure you're probably the same as me bro like owning a Ferrari or owning a Lamborghini or owning like one nice house is like cool and all, but bro, I want like Elon Musk level of fucking power, bro. This yeah. is not about, I swear to God, it's not about money. Cause like, bro, don't get me wrong. I'm not that rich. Like, you know, I'm not rich at all actually. No. Um, but like I make a decent living. Right. But there's not much, like, I don't ever want to buy a Lamborghini. I don't ever want to buy a Ferrari. I don't give a fuck about it because I know as soon as I purchase that car and I drive that car off of the curb of the dealership, I've lost like 30, 40 grand. And to me, from a kid who comes from poverty, I just can't bring myself to do that. Mm. Um, Like the nicest thing that I've bought, like actually owned myself is probably this watch. And I know it's probably going to hold its value. Watches are one of very few things that are sick but actually makes sense yeah, financially to right? a degree, especially I guess if you buy the right ones. Boost your status, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. But then also hold your value. It's like I said it on the video when I went to purchase it. It's like the way I justify it is like, it's the same as putting 15 grand in a bank account, but it's just on my wrist and I get to enjoy it. Exactly. But I have a mad story about this. Um, yeah, just, I've never said this before, bro. Literally never. Because it sounds so bullshit and I bet you none of them will believe it. Which model is that? Um, the Rhodium Dial 41 mil. Oh yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got um, some mates that seriously into watches. I, I bought my first fancy watch like five years ago, then I got nicked off my wrist a month later. Okay, so here uh, it was actually in Barcelona. Okay, so that was my first Rolex, and then I bought like five more, and then I sold a few of them, whatever. But I mean, I've got nothing on the level of some of my mates watch wise. Yeah, <laughs> buying shit that is worth three times that the second they walk out. Yeah, it's nuts. I just yeah. Anyway, um, so this it's bro, a cool world I, I had um, so I went to where was it not Milan um, Naples Naples Italy I want to go to Italy more I've been once don't go to Naples bro if you do why? don't bring your watch so <laughs> but I swear to god it sounds so bullshit but actually I have photos so I can show you as evidence because nobody will believe it it sounds so nuts so I saw you were driving some fucking um, new Ferrari in Naples which, right which, which Ferrari was that uh, the I'm, FA I'm a massive car guy FA Tributo uh, bro yeah. I tell you what I've driven one then. In, in terms of Ferraris I've driven that on the 458 the 458, the 458. for a year trust oh you had it yeah 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 
I, I think the four five eight was more fun. As as actually aspirated. Yeah, it, correct. F eight is hybrid, right? Yeah, correct. Um, and also it's got so many filters and shit on it. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. The interior as, is sick though. I like the steering wheel. As a car, the F eight obviously is miles better because it's newer. I think Ferraris are so much more sick than Lambos. It's like you have, to, that. you have to get cars to like Ferraris. <laughs> a Lambo is like a status thing. A Ferrari correct. is a car thing. Correct. I want to get um, just, yeah. bro. There was um, there was a super fast that I uh, we oh, drove yeah. past, and I was like, oh my. I've fuck driven an F twelve in yeah. LA before, and that was ridiculous. Yeah. I can only imagine what an eight twelve is like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of the story, then, brother, I went to Naples, uh, Italy, for my birthday. Um, me and my me and my business partner Harry, we went there for my birthday. And uh, obviously, because of my birthday weekend, we thought, fuck it, might as well go all out, because that. Uh, yeah, yeah, so so we, we got this um, Ferrari F8 uh, Tributo for like a week. Uh, we went on like a, this yacht. We went like shopping, Louis Vuitton, all this stuff. Like we're literally living like just dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> we were just living it out, right? Just for a week. Because yeah. like, like me, I'm the most boring person ever. I know it probably sounds like I'm like this mad like fucking really? guy with At all these. That's, not, that's, that's honest. Yeah, it probably sounds like I'm like this guy with all these girls and like I'm this pimp, this and that. Bro, I swear to you, I'm the most boring fucker ever. Um, but anyway, so but, but every now and then I like to have fun, right? Because yeah. you have to. Why else are you making all this money? I've I've retired my mom. I literally the reason why I was in Turkey, um, I bought her um, like teeth. I, I literally paid oh, for really? the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so like I do all this stuff for my f- f- friends and family. So like sometimes I want to enjoy myself, right? And it was my birthday. So anyway, we're there. And um, for context as well, it was literally the day before I flew to Naples is when I got this. Um, mm. From A Jewelers, um, so I just got this watch. It's like my brand new, brand new watch. So I'm, I'm in love with it. So we get there, um, we get to the airport, we land, and uh, we meet the guy obviously with the car. The guys, the young guys, are always like, "Ah, oh, how you doing, man?" Da, da, da. Um, what two things about um, uh, Italy, like Naples? One, the watch, put it away. <laughs> That's interesting. I never heard that. Same. Um, number two, police, slow down. Police dickheads. <laughs> really? He said something like that. And I was like, all right, whatever, whatever. Because I'm the same as you, bro. I didn't know. I thought mm. Italy, because I've been to Milan, right? Yeah, I knew about Barcelona, even though I got a watch next. So at the time, I didn't know. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I never thought Italy was like that. I've been to Milan. That's the only place where I've been to in I've been Italy. There as well, yeah. Beautiful, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, ki- kind of like London, but just nicer. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Assassin's Creed. That's what <laughs> I, I think of. It. I know what you mean. Um, so, anyway, he said that, but I didn't think much of it. I was like, whatever. You know, I respect it. I, I bump, you know, I'm going to wear it like this. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm driving, long story short, I'm driving, da-da. you probably all know where this is probably going, right? So we're driving, um, just to give you guys the scenario so you can imagine it, we're in a one way, by the way, the roads in Naples are fucking so shit. They're all like rubble, so mm. all like bricks, right? Really? Well, in like the town center, like the, the, the yeah. old town, right? They're all rubbles, they're all one, like, one lane as well. Mm. They're not two ways, they're all one way, but like they're one lane. Bear in mind, the cars in there are like like uh, Ford Fiestas and, yeah, and yeah. mini Small cars, things. smart cars, right? Bro, this F8 is fucking so wide, yeah, so wide. <laughs> and so long. And, and one more thing, it was the, I swear to God, it was the only supercar there. The, bro, we were driving about for like four hours because of traffic. Mm. We did not hear or see another supercar for like four hours, bro. So we were the only, and it was a very poor part of Italy, which I didn't know as well. Again, I just yeah, thought, because you think of Amalfi Coast, like Naples, yeah, South Italy. It baller shit. Beautiful, right? Bro, Naples ain't like that. Um, so we're driving about and, you know, 
I'm not mad at the place because I was being a dickhead. I, I was wearing a tuxedo because really? we had just done a video. That's so <laughs> Me and my boy were both wearing uh, tuxedos. This is my Instagram, actually, um, what I was wearing. Um, and uh, look, let me show you. So this is how I was driving about, right? Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So I'm driving about. And as you can see, the watch is on my wrist there, yeah. right? Asking so, for trouble. I'm asking for trouble, bro. But obviously, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it on purpose. I didn't mean to. And um, so anyway, I'm driving about and it's hot as hell there. So I put the window down and, um, you know, I, I'm not an idiot. Like I know there's a crime everywhere, but it's just, it wasn't crossing my mind because I was mm. just so chilled out. Yeah. I'm in a Ferrari and it's hot and I put the window down. And I just had my arm like this and I'm driving, right? Um, another piece of context, just so you guys can imagine like the scenario, there are motorbikes, like peds going past, like just every second so you're in traffic right now you're stuck in traffic quick. it's not moving and there's mm. peds going past like zoom, zoom, like fucking from both sides etc so um we're chilling and uh and you know i'm just like this and uh, all i feel is like you know tap on my shoulder like this and um and it's happened once already no nobody tapped me but somebody like you know stopped and went like this and like went like that on a motorbike and like mm. took a picture of the car and i just thought it was another guy like you know nice car saying rev it i just looked over and i'm like yeah like this whatever um, I looked back and he went and then, he, and then um, there was two guys on the ped by the way um, mm. one of them grabbed um, like one of them got off uh, the guy in the front no guy in the back sorry guy in the back of the ped got off grabbed my uh, wrist and started pulling it out the window and uh, I don't know what kind of fucking idiot he was but he just he wasn't trying to undo it he was just trying to rip it off my wrist yeah. um, and obviously at that point I was like alright cool I'm getting robbed <laughs> this is the first, I've never had anything like that before mm. right so I'm like alright cool and for context as well like I'm, I don't come from like a rough like gang background but like I come from a fucking um uh what's it called council estate and like I've been around this stuff like I know what it is like yeah. I'm not I'm not a pussy about it so I wasn't I was freaking out a little bit but I wasn't like okay okay take it so I was trying to pull him back and then the other guy who was sitting in front of the bike he went like this got a gun right a no glock idea. a glock um and uh, what he done is he he lent in and put it on my um on my on my chest so obviously he's not trying to make a massive by the way yeah this is a busy street this isn't like some alleyway this is a busy street and um, there's people walking around um and he put it on my chest right rather than going like this mm. so everyone can see he just put it in on my chest obviously like at that point i'm like fuck like this guy's got a gun um and I don't know, it was just it just wasn't even in my thought process that he was gonna shoot me or like kill me. Yeah. I'm about to say the watch is still there, so you either bought another one or something's happened. So so it just wasn't even in my thought process that and for context as well, just so I, it happened so quickly, but I'm trying to kind of, you know, do it in, in the same time time frame. Um as he gets the gun here, my uh my business partner Harry, he because we obviously had seatbelts on, he undone his seatbelt and Loki undone my one without like the guys noticing. And by that point, Harry had already gone out of the car and started walking around um like the back of the car, like low, yeah. low down the guys obviously didn't see it and harry didn't know i had a fucking gun here um so anyway and i'm still in the midst of like pulling my uh pulling my wrist back in then the guy realized all right the guy the, his friend is there i'm not being a pussy i'm not just giving him my giving him um uh, my watch so he takes the gun put like puts it like actually to my head like this um, and starts punching me with a gun and i think this is where i realized in a split second that's not a real gun it might have been but it just it didn't knock me out bro I, I have photos and again i can if you remind me i'm happy to send them because i know this sounds like some bullshit story um but you know it didn't really hurt it, it bruised my um it bruised my head um it might be on my other phone let me see yeah fuck i've, I've had a watch next but i've never had a gun pulled on me yeah yeah um 
Let me see. It might be on my other phone. I will get it in uh, in just a second. Um, all, all it was, there was like bruises here um, and a kind of a bruise on my forehead here. But a uh, long story short, so they were hitting me with a gun at this point. And I think w when he was hitting me with a gun, that's when I was like, right, so he's not going to shoot me because he would have fucking shot me by now. Um, yeah. Can I just grab my other phone? Because I really want you, I, I want people to yeah, see yeah, your yeah. reaction in real time. Yeah, get it. We'll uh, okay. Just cut one second, guys. <laughs> one sec. One sec. It's a good story. Oh, sorry. I think it's right here. Maybe you didn't even need to cut. So it's, no, it's on this phone. Um, so yeah, so by this point, my business partner um, runs around the back and uh, he's pushing him off the bike. And I think this is where all the, because people knew what was going on around, but nobody was coming over to help. And I don't blame him. Like there was a fucking gun. People are screaming, shouting. Obviously everyone knows that I'm getting robbed. So like, I don't you know blame the people. I'm not expecting some Superman to come around the corner. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Um, but Harry basically pushed one off. Oh my God. You God. pushed him off with a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 not with a gun. So I didn't like the dom with the gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so and then also for context, he's wearing um, sus uh, suspenders. I think they're called right, yeah, yeah, like yeah, those yeah. things here, because we're both wearing full tuxedos, right? And he's running because the the guy with the bike starts running away now. Oh, driving away, sorry. And left his buddy like behind. And obviously he realized he left his friend behind. He stopped. Um, bro, where the fuck is this photo? Hold on. Ah, here we go, here we go, here we go. I'm about to find it. Um, and uh, yeah, so long story short, they basically, here we go, bro. So this is all that I got. It was um, basically a mark there. They they mainly hit me on my head like here. So yeah. that's why you couldn't see. And if you remind me, I'm happy to send this to you so you guys can put it up on the thing here. And he mainly, this is where he pointed the gun like this. Fuck yeah, it's going pretty hard. Oh yeah, bro. No, like he, and then obviously as you can see, it's red on my wrist here because that's what, bro, he wasn't trying to undo it. He was just trying to rip it off. It's fucking, it's physically impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, um, so then um, Harry pushed one of them off um, one of one of them fell over. Uh, one of them started. So one of them was off the ped. One of them was on the ped. The guy on mm. the ped started like riding away because he realized like, oh, this is bad because they were already there for like two minutes probably, but it felt like two seconds because mm. um, they were taking so long. They were probably expecting to freak me out. Yeah. And I'm a little white boy in a Ferrari. Daddy's money. What they're mm. probably thinking. He's probably yeah. gonna shit himself and take his watch off. That wasn't the case. And I'm like, oh fuck it, we'll probably go then. And then uh, he starts riding away and left his left his friend. So Harry. So the guy behind him starts running after the ped to jump off. Harry <laughs> Harry's wearing suspenders and like smart shoes and bear in mind these are cobbled like it's a cobbled yeah. road right so it's not like a tarmac Harry's like tripping over twisting his ankle I jump out of the car as well we're like shouting at them screaming at them and then we that's when, running after it. yeah just a little bit obviously I didn't want to leave the car like, I literally just I basically was by the door uh, but Harry was running after them yeah mm. um, and again for context remember it's, it's traffic so it's not like they just got on a, on a car and just Did went you they tell her the dom's got a gun just leave it like, it was just in the moment bro yeah. like yeah we're just like screaming and shouting and um, we just had so much adrenaline pumping yeah. as well i didn't even feel these until like the next mm. day obviously um so yeah so we ran away and then the guy lucky well for him luckily um jumped on the ped and they, they just left and um, then me and harry uh, we obviously jumped back into the mm. ferrari we went down to the side everyone like swarms over um like in terms of the public is like oh you okay you okay you okay um 
and they were like, we can call the police. And then somebody came over and like could actually speak English. No, and they, they were like, I'll be honest, guys, like we can call the police if you want, but I wouldn't suggest it because one, by the time they get here, it'll be like fucking half an hour. Mm. Two, they're the corrupt. That this is how bad Naples is, bro. Yeah, yeah. So he said, two, they're pro- they're corrupt, so they'll probably fucking do the same thing. Um, and then three, if if you know they do actually you know, come here, they will need a full statement from you. You're gonna have to go to the police station, so on and so on. Mm. Um, so yeah, how the story ended was we we, we were shitting ourselves. At this point because what we're thinking was obviously they're going to come back with like more people yeah because we were stuck there like it's you know the, the traffic we're stuck um but luckily um you know we basically just weasel through the fucking traffic the windows are up doors are locked we're like constantly looking around yeah. and uh, we just stopped to the closest hotel which was fucking bougie as hell it was like some hilton hotel mm. uh, it was a great ending to be honest um but yeah that was my first time like getting robbed it's fucked that's, that's a good story to be fair fucked isn't it yeah. yeah, but this is and then you know me and you off camera were talking about Dubai and moving stuff like bro even in London like I went out like uh, this story by the way about Naples this was I was my birthday October so it mm. must have been like late October my birthday is 20th of October so I think it was like oh, either, 18th there you go it's either are you a Libra as well mm. sick it's either the end of the October or like beginning of November right so now it must have been about three-ish months ago yeah. um um, we went out after like December, just before Christmas um, to London. I think it was like uh, uh, Cirque we went out to. Oh, yeah. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know what that is or where it is, when you come out of that nightclub, there's just a bunch of like streets and alleyways. And we're essentially trying to come out to like the main road and like, bro, there was just guy, like two guys fucking ballied up. Yeah. Um, Puffer Jack, which is like funny because like people it just walk around. worse. People just walk Honestly, around. Yeah, about London with the watches. Nuts, man. People just walk around like that around London. Um, yeah. Like just the belly, like fair play. But like, you know, it was just me and my boy again. <laughs> and there was these two guys mm. like ballied up and uh, fucking like walking our way. And, you know, obviously I was like, fuck's sake, not this shit again. Obviously I had my watch on, which I don't know, like I've, I've got, um, I've got, cat. is it a cat? No, G-Shock. I've got a G-Shock now. I just wear that whenever I go out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's this is why I would I, I'm moving away from from UK. I'm not going to live here. For, so is that confirmed that you're moving to the country that you don't want to speak about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, so I'm not going to be living there um, right. for certain reasons. But um, but my business partner may or may not potentially be living there. Everyone um, on fucking Twitter and YouTube is, is has moved there or is moving there, including some of my very close friends. Uh, which is sad because. I'm not gonna see him. What is it? Four hour flight? No, eight hour. Six and a half. Six and a half. Mm. Seven. But it's just I don't know why fucking Dubai flights so expensive, man. What the fuck? I never pay for flights. Always on points. Points. Yeah. Fair I fly enough. first class for free. Yeah. I've been yeah. Doing it for five years. That's, that is the one benefit of ad spend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. In e-commerce, particularly, <laughs> even though you actually run the maths on it, and it's like it's not worth as much as you think. But <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, I have to move. But yeah, where, where was where was the best place that you went to, by the way? But whatever. But the thing is, people ask me this as well. But I always my answer is like, well, it depends on what. Like, are you talking about the nightlife? Like, yeah, I mean, probably like the most memorable when I first went was probably like Bali because it's very different. That was like I, I associate that period with when I first like started traveling and like being an entrepreneur and all this shit. The first kind of taste of freedom, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's never as magical as the first time, and you don't know that at the time. I mean, I've since been there recently. It was still sick, but it wasn't as magical. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it, done it before now. Yeah. It's like with anything. Yeah. Which is why things are very fleeting, whether they're experiences or things. And 
we, kind of we were speaking about this off camera which is yeah. like like um and this also by the way goes back to just before i started the story about the watch um you, one of the last questions you asked me which was like so why not just scale the management agency right to like mm. a mil a month like um because it could be a great cash cow business um so yeah so we how i got into this story was um like I'm at the stage where like I, I've done all the things that I've wanted, which by the way was the only thing that I wanted was just to retire my mum. Like that was my only thing. Um, mainly because like I mentioned, unfortunately my pops passed away when I was 18. So that just left me with me and my mum. And uh, without going like too fucking dark <laughs> to end the body or like, you know, a bit of a sub story, but um, I think it just made you realize like what's actually important. Um, going out, spending two grand on, on some stupid bottles where you're going to be hanging the next morning mm, or buying a piece of clothing. Time you know where like unfortunately if you just spill something on it it's fucked like it's not worth it but helping your friends and family is like incredible bro so i have a really small family i just have my, my initial family is just me and my mum, um and then my full family is just uh, my auntie and two cousins that's it i have no grandparents i don't have any uh, brothers or sisters mm. um so because we are such a small family that's what I, that's the only thing that really matters you know that's what I like spending money on that's what I do not ever yeah. think twice about spending money on mm. whereas like sometimes genuinely like I'll I don't know why I bought this fucking scarf in, uh, in in Italy but like I thought twice about it but I was like it's right it's winter I'll justify it. I'll wear the scarf for such an idiot it was like 400 pounds which I guess to me now is like it's okay but like still 400 pounds I'm gonna spend it on something else yeah um, but friends and family um, is very important um, so I've done that now. What's the, what's the, what else do I really want? I know it sounds, I don't know, some, maybe to you it will sound normal, but to most people, maybe it sounds like fucking, oh, look at you. But I've always had like massive goals and I thought like really, really big, which is like, for me, I just want power now. It's like, and when I say power, by the way, I just mean like, mm, how, what's the best way to describe it? For example, if I want to get into a country, but I'm not allowed, or like if, if my friend is stuck in a country and he can't get out, I can just do one message or one phone call and I can sort that. Mm. Like, that's what I'm trying to get to, right? And a mill a month ain't going to do that. It's just not. It just isn't. Um, so I need to build something to then be able to exit from um, and then just keep redoing that. Like, because I love building things. So my thought process is if I can build something, exit from it, it's probably not going to be anything too big in the grand scheme of things. Sure, it'll be a couple of mil, but I'm not talking like hundreds of millions. But the lesson that I'll, the lessons I will learn along there will help me with the next business. Do you know Alex Hamozzi? Yeah. Heard of him, right? You know yeah, who it yeah, is. Yeah. Essentially, I want to essentially, you know, build something what Alex has got going on. So it's like an incubator of like businesses that are doing above three million a month. And he helps them build to like, you know, whatever, however, what is the ceiling of that said business and then to exit for fucking hundreds of millions. Um, and if, if anyone's wondering like where did I get this idea or like how you know what makes me think this way it's actually quite funny um I remember watching um uh fuck what was it called oh um billionaire I think billionaires yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a series yeah, right I've seen that. is I've it called it. is it called billionaires something like that it's billions billions With, yes um, Fucking I don't know the actor's the, name. Yeah, the the Ginger John. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Google Rod. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Something Axelrod. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. My dad watches that shit. Yeah, so I watched um, like four or five episodes of it um, back when I was running my agency. Funny enough, like my marketing agency. This is mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm I was like twenty years old at that point. I'm twenty four now, by the way. Um, and back then, and I watched it, and that's what made me like. It's really interesting. I genuinely, if you guys don't watch any of that, that's the only thing that I 
recommend and, and Wolf of Wall Street obviously but everyone's watched that yeah, legendary. <laughs> and, and but that what that gave me like an insight I know it's a fucking TV show or like um, a series but at the end of the day it genuinely gives you a bit of an insight on what does a billionaire actually like what does their life look like Nightmare. bro and there's like that one I think it's like the fourth episode which is the last one I watched I didn't watch much of it but because I, I get bored so easily I have like a really short attention span um, if I'm not into something right and but I remember this one of the episodes was um, him I, I'm probably going to butcher the exact storyline but it was basically like he went to like this event with his missus and it was like some awards ceremony right and it was mm. being hosted in this hall in their, in their city it was like one of those old old like v- uh, halls right like a massive like fucking thing um, and it was called something like this said family like named it and the mm. plaque said like their name their family name I know where this is going Huh? Yeah, and he and he looked at it. He was like, "Shit, isn't it?" And she was like, "What do you mean, darling?" And he was like, oh, "This beautiful building. It's called this shit name. I don't like it. I'm gonna change it." She was like, "What? What do you mean?" The next cutscene is him sitting in like the uh, the table with all yeah. the the family that own that building, and um, and he made like a crazy offer. I think they were looking for like four hundred million or four no forty million something like that, and he offered four million, right? Something something along those lines, like yeah, proper yeah, proper yeah. undercutted it. Um, and uh, yeah, long story short, he actually got the building, changed the name just because he didn't fucking like the look yeah. of it. And it's kind of like how Elon just buys Twitter and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's fucking levels to it. But I think that's, I think that's where I'll, I'll get enjoyment. Um, without going too deep as well, I know me and you spoke about this just uh, off the potty is like, I'm not depressed in no way, shape or form. Like I, I, I'm happy, but um, there's not a lot of things that like I really find enjoyment anymore other than like building things, like building businesses and like working on things. Um, I think just pro- progression. Yeah, yeah. I've spoke about this before. It's the only real thing. Like that's why like the whole, the whole lifestyle brigade are never going to go very far unless they realize pretty soon that that stuff is fleeting. While it's still sick and I'd fucking love to have 25 cars in a garage, mm-hmm. especially cars because that's my thing. But you just, I think you want to be, you want to build something cool, always be getting better and be respected for doing something cool. That's but the goal. That's basically it. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, and I think that's what you have to do as a man, mm. particularly as a man, which mm. is like apparently a fucking like sensitive subject these days because who is a man all this shit. Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm pretty traditional in that respect. So, you know what else is an interesting topic as well that I've only mm. realized like in the last, two years I guess because um, uh, I've only really been making to me like uh, good money is like 100k a month now like it's not nowhere near to where I want to get to but to me like I'm making that now which is, is to me I'm quite happy with it um, but um, fuck what was I going to say uh, oh yeah um, to me when I was first starting out I was thinking essentially like oh, like maybe when you make like 10 grand a month, that's when you can like afford everything that you, mm. that you always wanted. Um, which kind of like, it depends. Obviously everyone, everyone has like different goals and everyone ha- wants like different things. Um, but to me, it's like, even now at hundred K it's like, yeah, I still can't like the, the I, I love RMs as ugly as they are. I, I actually really like I them. I don't rate them. No. I think the Holy Grail is like a rose gold passet Nautilus or some shit. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful as well. Um, but I can see what you mean. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the RM is like my Grail piece, but as much as I, I love them, I know how expensive they are. But like, I can't afford something like that yet. I wouldn't want to either because I don't know. If, they're really going to go I know where you're going I mean the, the carrot's always moving there yeah it? correct right and it's always it's, it's always that next thing it's always going to be like that though mm-hmm. but I think when you get to the point where you can experience a bit of it 
then you probably start to have more context on the fact that it's not going to make you happy anyway. It's more mm. the building things. And obviously you want money and mm. material things. It does matter, mm. but it matters less past a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then it's more about just doing it because you want to fucking build shit. Because mm. like, what else are we fucking here for? Mm. Can't all be like enjoyment. Which is why I relate to David Goggins so much. Cause I just, that's why I've started doing these mad runs and shit. Yeah. I do it because it's shit. Yeah. And because I and because I know that most people aren't doing it. So on, I, I like the idea of being able to say I fucking beat that guy by an hour. That's even though it's not money. Like, I, I like the fact that it's not money and it's yeah. away from a screen. Yeah. It's like a physical endeavor. It's like some Viking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I it's fucking true. worked harder than you. Yeah. You versus me. Like I'm gonna kill you. It's like, in like a physical realm. Conquer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Conquering the and day. It, it passes over into the into other things as well. That's, I've spoken about the whole morning routine type of things. Um, mm. Because for me, when I was first starting out in, in business in general, I would have like this mad morning routine that I'd genuinely stick to like every day for like half a year, yeah. which was like, obviously wake up at like four or five. Um, Fucking hour fours early. I'm that. But, but I'd go to sleep at like nine, 10, obviously. So yeah, it's kind of like the same thing, but yeah. um, just going to sleep earlier. Um, and then be at the gym. I think it was, no, I think I woke up at five, uh, go to the gym at six because it opened at six. Um, finish at obviously seven, have a shower, with this and that eat breakfast um and then start work at like half eight mm-hmm. and then by like 1 2 p.m i've already done like more work than like the average person would in a week and that would feel just fucking incredible mm-hmm. um so i know exactly what you mean that feeling right like mm-hmm. kind of satisfaction of like i know i've worked harder than somebody else yeah <laughs> but what's interesting is i don't do that anymore and i make way more um, well i think it's because you have to learn what works for you don't you and you, mm-hmm. and you become more nuanced in your approach to things rather than trying to just you know, watch Alex Hamozzi or whatever, Gary <laughs> Vee and follow that, which you have to do to a certain point. Yeah. Right, last question. I feel like we could go for like five hours. Yeah, yeah. You're a good storyteller. <laughs> I ask this question to everyone now. It's very cheesy, but I think it's quite reflective and useful. And you have to think, think about it on the spot. If you could give three bits of advice to your, I don't know, 16-year-old self now in hindsight, what would it be? What would they be? As difficult, the, the most difficult things in general other things that are going to bring you more rewards which is like common sense but once you actually practice it then you start to realize it so for example it's not easy to wake up at 5am consistently mm. and to go gym and to come home and start work and genuinely fucking put this away like like away away and actually sit at your computer and just like work uh, for four or five hours so one is like do the hard things like you said it yourself you do it because you don't fucking want not no you want to do it but it's difficult yeah, that's yeah. why you do it right so that um second thing and, and i feel like probably everybody's heard all these things but there's probably a reason because these are the things that matter mm. second one is just consistency um second one is consistency um again i know it seems like such a cliche um, yeah i mean this is the thing the every, everyone says true. the same thing it's- well, the cliches are true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting hearing it from different people. They're mm-hmm. not all the same thing. Of mm-hmm. um, so yeah, second thing is uh, consistency. Um, that goes for more than, which obviously I'm sure everyone just thinks about like, if you're running a business, work on my business consistently. Mm. Yeah, but like, I mean like, how you do one thing is how you do everything, bro. So if you're not consistent with how you uh, clean your room, you're not going to be consistent in how you run your business. Yeah. If you're not consistent in your self-hygiene and how you portray yourself it's the same with that same as um how you talk how you make yourself come across like it's all these things you have to be consistent in everything um and over a long period of time yeah um third one piece of advice yeah um yeah 
initial first thing I get is such a cheesy thing, but I'm not going to say, it, I'll just say it, but this isn't my third thing, which is like take more risk. I always did. Um, mm. I think I, I've been in such a fucking fortunate position in my life where like my mother, bless her little heart, man. My mother has always been like the perfect balance between like Marcus do whatever the fuck you want. And Marcus, you can't do this or you, you have to do that. And like a balance, right? She's never been strict and she's never really told me what not to do or what to do. Um, but she's always supported me, man, always. Mm. But there has been like, unfortunately before my, you know, pops passed away, there was a pretty shit thing that I was you know, going down. Cause I was living in a council estate. And like I said, all my friends were either doing drugs or selling them. Mm. And as you can imagine, I was doing one of the two. I'll let you figure that one out. Um, and then obviously things like that, my mom would like put me in place. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you can't do that for the rest of your life. But other than that, my mom always um, let me take risks. So for example, I was like, mom, I'm going to drop out of college. I don't see a point in it. All right, cool. Mm. Most parents probably wouldn't do that, right? Hey, mom, I know I've been doing this door-to-door job for a year and I'm making decent money, but I'm going to quit. You sure? Yeah. All right, cool. So so take risks is the third thing that came in my mind, but I feel like I can think That's of- a good a, third one, but you can add a fourth. I, I can feel like I can think of a better one. Um, what about you? Give Give one, give one yourself. Give one. For 16 yourself, 16 year old. Well, actually, year I'm going to give a, a slightly different one because I've answered uh-huh. this a few times people have turned it on me. Uh-huh. I would say document more for your own sake, even if you don't post it. Because I wish I had fucking done these weekly videos or podcasts, whatever the fuck you want to call it in some context. Even when I had nothing to speak about, I wish I'd done more of it because you can't get those that time back. And mm. the, the stuff I did film from like five years ago, I find it like so powerful watching now because it's the agree. only... Obviously, pictures are one thing. Everyone's got loads of pictures. But if you have a video of you speaking, it's like a time capsule. So I just, especially in this day and age, even if you don't post it, like do a private YouTube video, whatever it is. And especially with YouTube, you can then make it public in years Mm. to come and people have a date on it. Mm. So it's like context for the journey. So that's probably one thing I'd say, which is different. Completely agree, man. That's also why I haven't privated all my old videos when I was doing SMA. Yeah. Like they're still up there. Mm. Um, I'm like, because fuck it. Well, I don't don't have anything to hide. People give, and it's impossible not to when you're younger, you give way too much shit what people think, which is why you don't make content. I remember wanting to be a YouTuber. Yeah. I used to make u- e- music covers. But yeah. And I deleted loads of them because someone at school said they were shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I wish I just, now I just don't give a fuck because yeah. whatever, you get over it, but document um, more. I thought, thank you for giving me some time to think, by the way. I've got the third thing now. <laughs> um, this will only, this probably won't apply to everybody because if you're just starting out, this won't apply to you. Um, but if you're like a, if you've been doing entrepreneurship or trying to build something, um, the, bro, please take this advice. And there's so many fucking people that don't do this. Um, just stick to one thing for long enough. Oh, right? wow, yeah. I resonate with that. Yeah. Having not done that for a while. Because I know me and you spoke about that briefly off camera and I was the same, bro. Um, uh, like, the thing, you know the sh- shiny object syndrome, obviously, Always. right? Always. I even get it now. Sure, 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 sure. Um, the, the thing is, it's, it's, it's like, the, you know that fucking, um, such an old, old, old photo of like two guys digging and yeah. one is like this close yeah. to diamonds and, you know, he's, he's, he's quick. Classic. It's so true. I swear to God, it's so I mean, funny. You can do anything, but not everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. At least at the same time. Correct. Especially when you're starting out. Yeah. When, when you are like Elon Musk level and you have money to then pay people to do shit for mm-hmm. you, that's fine. But people don't think of it that way. People mm-hmm. think that Elon is the one building all this shit. He's not. He's just yeah. making the moves and, you know, so on and so on. But even then, imagine if Elon just put all this thought power into like one thing. Yeah. Arguably it would be better. 
right? Um, but especially when you're starting out, bro, you have so much learning to do. You have so much learning to do. You probably don't have a lot of money, so you can't you know, uh, scale faster. And even if, even if you have a lot of money and you have a lot of time, it's also about your uh, thought capabilities, right? So like if you're thinking of, of two, just, just two things, which by the way, most people have fucking seven different things going on. Mm. Like, oh yeah, I'm into trading, I'm into crypto, but I'm yeah. also running this agency and I'm also doing copywriting and email and marketing. you're also in love with a girl that saps your fucking mental energy. And there you go. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, that's it, man. So just stick to one thing, man. Stick to one thing and sure, maybe somebody might be thinking, but what do I stick to or how long do I stick to it? Um, no, obviously I can't answer it for everybody because everybody has a different um, different thing. For me personally, I can only say for, for me, if you're doing something and and you've been doing it for, you know, so like, I mean, again, it, there's a difference because somebody might do something for three months and somebody might yeah, do something I, for I, a I year. I think it's harder to stick with one thing when you're getting started, but you'll know, I think what you're getting at is you'll know if it's going somewhere or not. Mm-hmm. You just have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it takes someone else to tell you, or maybe it takes, I don't know, numbers to tell you, but mm-hmm. I think you know in your gut if something's for you or mm-hmm. not. Do you know what the best Probably. way, the best way, and again, this won't apply to everybody, but this is how I've done it, maybe yourself as well. There will, if you are doing a bunch of shit, and if this is you right now, you're listening, right? Out of the three, four, even two things, how many things got you got going on? Out of the, all the things that you got going on, well, which one do you one kind of enjoy the most, but that isn't that important. Mm. It depends which stage you're at actually. For me yeah. now it's enjoyment, right? I'm sure maybe for you as well, but for, and then two is obviously which one is making you the most money? Yeah? yeah. Like profit that is not revenue because you can have an e-com store and you're making 20K a month, but if you're making a thousand a month, that doesn't matter mm. how much are you taking home from that store, right? Um, but yeah, so how much are you making from all the things that you're going on? And if there's one thing that stands out from all of them, like way above, and you enjoy that thing, just drop all the other things and stick to that one thing. Yeah. You can always go back to the other things in the future if you really wanted to. It's not going to disappear. But um, I think people have FOMO in it. They want to do a bit of everything. I've got FOMO because I'm not running an any fan agency yet. And the problem is I could probably do it, but I'm not going to. On that bombshell. <laughs> This has been a long one, actually, like two hours, 20 nearly. Shit. This is in the top 1% of long podcasts. Shit. We're running down six. I'm always in the top 1%. Let's yeah, go, boys. Well, <laughs> <the theme. laughs> Thank I you think, for having me, man. I think we can definitely clip this pod more than any other episode I've ever done. Sweet. And I'm going to. <laughs> and yeah, for, I hope people learned something because I certainly did. And if you are not doing anything, maybe potentially check out your community and start a fucking agency. But I guess if you're running an e-com brand, probably not the best idea. But... Yeah, fuck. Where can people find you and and your community and shit? I mean, I'll link it all down, but... Sure. Um, just the easiest way, I guess, is uh, if, if you want to uh, directly link the um, the Discord community, I'll just obviously get that in the description. Um, but just my Instagram, at Marcus Hustle. Um, then in the description of that uh, Instagram is the Discord. And on there, you can find everything. Uh, we have a bunch of free stuff. Obviously, if you if you have some money, we have an online course. It's $499. It's like 300 something quid, 390 quid or something. Um if you want that, sure, be my guest. Um, that does teach you everything from A to Z. Um, it'll just save you a lot of time. But alternatively, if you're just starting out, we have a bunch of free stuff. Um, just join the Discord. Sick. Right, as always, subscribe to the pod. Cheers for watching. This was a sick episode and I really need a piss now. So see you in the next one. See you later, lads. Cheers. <laughs> mm-hmm.